Welcome to the mind of Mr. Krizzle, the only place where the world makes sense. Join me, your host, Mr. Krizzle, as we embark on another journey through a mind so full of ideas that it takes a weekly podcast to let them out. With a shake and a sizzle, it's the mind of Mr. Krizzle. If it rings or if it drizzles, it's still the Mind of Mr. Grizzle With a pop and a fizzle Make a statue with the chisel It's all the same in the mind of Mr. Grizzle I drink a lot of water Now I gotta take a whistle Where's the bathroom in the mind of Mr. Grizzle Now we're here And I'm for Rizzle It's the mind of Mr. Grizzle Welcome to episode 13 of the mind of Mr. Grizzle I am your host Mr. Grizzle We've got a treat for you guys tonight. I've got my brother-in-law Danny in the house. His family is visiting us for the Christmas and New Year's holiday season. And uh, I've asked him to come on tonight. And we're going to be talking about some movies we've seen, our New Year's resolutions, and uh, just kind of what we did over the Christmas break. I hope that all of you had a wonderful Christmas break. I uh, hope that you got to spend some time with your family or just doing something that you love. Maybe you don't like being with your family, in which case, I hope you got to have a wonderful Christmas by yourself or with your friends. Um, I want to direct everybody to the email, mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com. Uh, send me some suggestions for things that you guys want to talk about on future episodes. Your feedback is also welcome there. We also have the Facebook group, Krizzlet's Corner. I posted some things on there from time to time. Just recently, I had asked everybody if they have had a uh, near-death experience. And what I'm looking for is not... I mean, I do want to know the experience. But what I really want to know is the feelings that you had as it was happening. How did you feel at the moment where you literally thought, this is how I die, this is how I go? What was going through your brain at that time? I want to have a whole episode talking about that. I've had a couple funny experiences. I've had a couple serious experiences. And I want to hear what you guys have to say about that subject. Also, let me know what you did over the uh, holiday break and um, what you plan on doing for New Year's. So without further ado, let's get into episode 13. All right, Danny, how you doing? Good. All right, I got Danny with me. This is my brother-in-law. Uh, they are from California, him and his family. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Danny? Sure. Um, well, I'm a developer. Um, I do development for a company called Coding Dojo. Um, I grew up in L.A. And I also, I'm a side photographer as well. So I do weddings and portraits and stuff like that. What you, like, what do you develop as a developer? Um, we develop websites. Okay. Yeah. Is there any websites that we would know? Um, I, well, as of now, I work, you know, for the Coding Dojo website. We do development there. And You want to plug that or to keep that under wraps? No, it's fine. Okay. Where do we go? Let's look at your Coding Dojo. CodingDojo.com. Coding Dojo, as in coding like C-O-D-I-N-G, Dojo, D-O-J-O, dot com. That's pretty easy, right? But you do photography. Now, something that uh, you guys may not know about Alicia's brothers, both are very talented artists in photography. And uh, Danny, is it's crazy how Danny and Edwin, though they're brothers, they both have their own uh, very uh, distinct styles. And um, Danny's done a, a bunch of photos for my wife and I. Where where could you go to look at some of your work? 
Uh, you go to truefocusphotography.com. That's T-R-U. And then focus is spelled with a Z, not an, not an S. All right, so that'd be T-R-U-F-O-C-U-Z photography.com? Correct. Yeah, check it out there. Um, you can also check it out on Facebook. Same, how would that? Facebook.com slash truefocusphotography? Yep. All right, check those out. Drop, uh, drop them some likes on Facebook. Uh, now, if you live in the L.A. area, maybe you can even hire Danny to go out there and do some photo shoots for you. Um, other than that, you probably have to pay him a pretty hefty fee to fly out to where you're at, right? Yeah. But you would do it if the price yeah. is right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, well, go check it out. <laughs> he's done weddings. He's done uh, bar mitzvahs. No. Have you done a bar mitzvah? No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm glad to have him on with, with me tonight. Uh, like I said earlier, him and his wife and daughter are um, spending the holidays with us. And uh, we got to spend a lot of time together just recently. We drove out to Houston to go stay with my other brother-in-law for a couple of days. And while we were there, we um, celebrated Christmas, opened up some presents. We went and saw uh, The Greatest Showman, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. Uh, but the reason why I really wanted to have him on, not just because he's my brother-in-law, but because he is a huge Star Wars fan. And as everybody knows, Star Wars was released since the last time that I spoke with you. So uh, in a little bit, we are going to have a spoiler session of the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. If you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want it to be spoiled, I will... Um, Hop back on once we're done recording that segment, let you know how long it is, so you can go ahead and fast forward to that part. If you don't really care about spoilers, then feel, feel free to listen, because we're going to spoil the crap out of it. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, did you like it? Yeah. Did you I, like I, mean, I did. Yeah. I did. I liked it, too. Um, but, you know, before we get into it, you know, we, we talked a little bit about uh, in past episodes about holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and how it's a time for us to, you know, kind of think about our attitudes towards each other. And Christmas has always been my favorite holiday, as I've said before. My name's in it. I mean, it's got to be my favorite holiday, right? <laughs> and uh, it's it's because people seem to be on their best behavior during that time. They actually uh, think about being kind to one another and... I kind of like that. I like when there's positivity out there in the world and people aren't just pooping all over each other all the time. What does Christmas mean for you, Danny? Was that is that a holiday that you enjoy the most? What's your favorite holiday? Honestly, the Christmas. It thing. is Christmas? Yeah, and it's exactly what you said. You know, It's everyone kind of, uh, regardless if you celebrate Christmas for religious purposes or just because it's a tradition. You mm -hmm. know, um, People seem to be a lot nicer, a lot more charitable, um, and you just can feel it in the air. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like when someone cuts you off on the highway, you're a little, a little slower to yell at them. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just kind of let it go a little bit. So, uh, in fact, I had, um, I had an experience where I went to American Eagle and my wife had put something on reserve. So all I had to do was just go in, give her name. They would have it ready. I'd pick it up and take off. I get there and there's hardly anybody in there in the store. I went there like during work hours and um, there was one person at the counter. I told him what I was there for that my wife had reserved. She had reserved the shirt on a Friday and it said that they would let her know within the hour that it's reserved, right? So Friday, 
Um, she reserves it. We had a Christmas party to go to that night. We were figuring we'll just pick it up on our way there. And they never emailed her back. So Saturday comes around. We had plans on Saturday. And it wasn't until uh, Sunday that they actually emailed us back and said that it was ready. So uh, we already had plans on Sunday, so I wasn't going to go by and pick it up then. So I thought, all right, well, they said they'll hold it for 24 hours. I'll just swing in there Monday morning after I'm done uh, with my work in the morning, and I'll go pick it up. So I go in there. I give them her name, and they're like, uh, okay, well, what did she order? So then I told them what she ordered. And then they're like, well, what size is it? So then I told him what size. The guy mics to the back somewhere or something, and he asks if, if they have that shirt on hold. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, I would think that they would already have it ready. I don't know why. I'm, if I'm telling them the shirt size and everything like that, like I might as well just pick it out myself, right? But they, they uh, mic somebody in the back, and... The guy said I can wait there, but I saw there was another lady in line. So I was like, well, go ahead and help her. I mean, there's no point in me just waiting here if you're not going to be doing anything for me except waiting to hear back from them. So he helped her, and I just went back and stood in line. And some time was passing, and they just they still hadn't gotten with me. And he looked over, and he was like, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I was feeling good because I'm sure people, like, during the holidays give him crap all the time. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to be that customer, yeah. you know. Well, then it started getting longer and longer, and finally, um, they they came to me, and they gave me the shirt, and at that point, like, a couple more people had gotten in line, and the thing was, like, where they had the counter and where the line started, they were kind of separated from each other, so I was where the line was supposed to start, like, it was all roped off and everything yeah. like that, but people were just going straight up to the counter when they were really supposed to be getting behind me. And I knew that guy saw me because he was talking with me. And instead of telling, like, the customers that they needed to go get in line behind me, he just was helping them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just let it go. Like, I'm again, like, <laughs> now I'm starting to get a little irritated. Um, but then some more people started coming. Then about three people came before me. And they're, like, holiday shopping. So they got, like, tons of clothes. I just have this oh, one goodness. shirt I need to buy. So at that point, I was starting to get angry. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this on the holiday. Like, I want to... I want to keep my cool and not be that person. Um, finally, they called another person from the back to come up and and help get the line a little bit smaller. I go up there. I went to go ring up the shirt, and it was like twice what we had ordered online. Like I think I think the shirt was like seventeen bucks when we when we reserved it, and then when we went to go ring it up, it was like thirty something dollars. Oh, wow. I was like, that price isn't correct. And immediately the girl was like. Yes, it is. And I was like, <laughs> no, we reserved this online on Saturday, and it was seven. Well, because that was it was Saturday, that's why. And I'm like, well, actually, no, it was Friday. I said we reserved this on Friday, and it was this much. Well, that's because you did it on Friday. And I was like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We reserved it on Friday, but you guys didn't get back with us until Sunday, and then you said you would hold it for 24 hours. So this is what it should be. Yeah. Well, unless you got a price on that. We can't honor that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, She's like, the website's different than on store. So at that point, I got mad. I called my wife, and I'm like, look, I need the email where they confirmed it. Yeah. She's like, well, I don't think it had the price on it. I think it was just a shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, go ahead and forward me the email anyway. And I told the lady, like, she was like, well, go ahead and step out of line, and we'll get some people. And I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm nice. staying right here. Now nice. I learned my lesson. <laughs> so I waited for my wife to email me. She actually did it really fast. And I looked at it, and it ended up being a little bit cheaper than what I thought it was. And it did have the price on there. So at that point, I mean, I, I, I 
they broke me. Yeah. They broke me. I was angry. I was like, it's right there. See, give me for this price. And she's like, okay. And then she gave it to me and I ended up walking out feeling like ashamed of myself. Like I, I couldn't hold it together, but <laughs> they just, they broke me. So I was a little ashamed of that, but you know, I tried and yeah. I guess that's what matters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now I think anyone in that situation, you know, especially when you've, when you've kind of held your, yourself back a bit, it, mm-hmm. it, you know. What is, uh, you know, I want to talk about some of our past Christmases. And I want to know, do you have any Christmas memories that really stick with you? There, Let's go from your childhood. Do you have any from your childhood? Um, from my childhood, I mean, I just remember, you know, my dad always uh, very, you know, he, he, he'd play the, the Santa card on us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he never really spoiled it for us. He just mm-hmm. let us be kids. How old were you when you found out? I think I probably was like seven or eight. Seven or eight? Yeah. When I started asking questions. When you found out that Santa is real. And yes. He has super magic power. <laughs> Got to think about that for a second because uh, there are some younger children out there who really look forward to Santa that listen to this. Yeah. Some of my friend's kids. Um, so about seven or eight, you say? Yeah. Age of accountability. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, you're the youngest of three, yes. So they probably held out a little bit longer with you, right? Your older siblings and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. What is your What is your favorite gift that you got from Santa? Hmm. You know, I I can't really think of a particular gift. Um, to tell you the truth, I remember one for me. I remember it was a bike. It was my very first bicycle. It even had like training wheels on it, which. I didn't have on for that long. I took those bad boys off as soon as I could, and I loved it. But I remember that my I think I woke up in the middle of the night, and my mom was putting it together with my grandparents because we were staying at my grandparents. And I was and I was like, "What's going on?" And like I thought Santa brings it, and my mom was like, "He just brings it in parts. Like we have to put it together." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like he doesn't have the time to put it together. He's got to get everybody." So. You know, so that's what they were doing. They were putting it together. And uh, <laughs> I actually have some pictures of uh, me riding the bike that next morning. It was out in Riverside, California. And uh, I loved that bike. And I rode it. I rode it way longer than I was should have. Like, even after I took the training wheels off. I mean, because it was a small bike. And I remember riding that to school and somebody being like, that bike is tiny. And then I was like, I didn't realize, like, yeah, it was tiny. I probably should have <laughs> upgraded my bike a little bit from that point. But that's... That's my most memorable like Santa Claus gift that I had. Nice. What about um your favorite like Christmas memory? Um, I think the best Christmas memory, honestly, is uh, I th- I was must have been like fourteen or fifteen, and my parents had told us hey, this this Christmas there's not gonna be any gifts. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought they were just kind of pulling our legs. We're uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And we have a tradition, you know, in our in our family to wait until midnight to open up the presents and stuff like that. And it usually, you know, especially when you're a teenager, you're a kid, you, that, that hour, those hours take forever Mm -hmm. to get there. Um, but you know, Christmas came or Christmas Eve came and they, yeah, truly there was no presents. So there was really nothing to look forward to at 12 o'clock. However, uh, uh, we ended up just, you know, staying up with family talking. And when I looked up, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I had now realized that, you know the, the the time had passed so quickly, but it wasn't because we weren't we weren't really focusing on mm-hmm. on gifts. We were just focusing on spending time, and honestly, that was one of the best Christmases that I could. And I why could no presents? Just it was just hard uh, times at that. Yeah, time. my parents yeah. were going through some economical. Yeah, time. wow. I mean, that's pretty cool that 
No, that's one of those, uh, and Christmas Miracle was with us all along. It was in our hearts. Yeah. That's cool. You know, we, when we went to Houston right now, we um, I, we couldn't wait till midnight. Yeah. Right? It wasn't midnight. <laughs> yeah, we no, it wasn't. But we yeah. ended up going well past midnight, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, it was a lot of fun to see, you know, everybody kind of tripping because Alicia and I, like, when we were thinking about getting presents, the way we usually do it with my family is we just do a secret Santa. You have the one person you get a gift for, and then that's where you go. But this year we thought, well, you know, we can, we'll still do that, but we'll still get like a present for everybody else. Not anything big. It was hard for us this year because we, there wasn't really anything that we wanted. Like, we found ourselves like, just scrolling through lists just to find something to buy. And I think we were kind of losing... I mean, we never really lost the meaning of Christmas because we were talking to each other about that. Like, we're just trying to think of things to buy. Like, we're we're not really thinking about what Christmas is about as much. And, and um, you know, we, were, we kept it really simple this year. You know, we didn't go crazy and buy each other, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of stuff I'm trying to get some new equipment for the podcasting oh, nice. which i did get a boom stand which i'm using right now nice um but i i kind of it was kind of good in the fact that it, it kind of made us realize how blessed we were this year that we got things as we wanted them um you know that we had the ability to do that and then at the end of the year we we didn't really feel like we wanted anything like we had everything we needed already so uh, we decided to, you know, get everybody something small. And then everybody else did the same thing. Got a lot of little fun things. In fact, I got a little sound machine that I was going to use, but oh, I don't right. see it with me. Maybe I'll bring it in a little bit later in the episode. But we're going to have some top-notch quality sound effects nice. for tonight's episode. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Like, um, now you have a daughter. I do. Has Christmas changed at all now that you have a kid? Oh, absolutely. Like, what... What has changed the most about it? I just, uh, you know, I, I, it, I kind of go back to my childhood and I get excited just to see, you know, her open her presents and her, you know, have that same innocence that, that I think, you know, my dad kind of uh, gave me. And I, I'm just excited to, you know, relive it with, with my children. Oh, uh, we haven't been recording this whole time. That's fine. <laughs> We're going to have to say all that again. Really? Yeah. No, I'm lying. Oh. <laughs> That would have sucked. Dude, that would have sucked. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Um, I kind of thought it was cool that uh, we even had um, Brother Edwin, his girlfriend's family came over yeah. on Christmas Day, and we got to meet them. I actually had a headache that day, so it kind of sucked a little bit. But, you know, uh, honestly, like, even though I was in the other room, like, laying down, I could hear everybody laughing, and I was just kind of like, I'm glad like everybody's just having a good time because it was just laughter after laughter like it it would not stop a lot of cackling, you know. Yeah. And and if it, it made me feel good like this is what, this is what Christmas is supposed to be you know right. with your family. We got to uh, do it a little earlier with my family because we were preparing to go to Houston, and um, you know we did the Secret Santa like I said and the same thing like we were just cracking up the whole time making jokes got some good pictures out of it and you know even though we're all grown uh and in my family you know we don't have any small children running around it was still really cool to open up our presents and just even though they weren't anything extravagant like we had a lot of fun with them all nice oh anything you want to add with that 
Um, I think that we should take this opportunity, since we are talking about kind of the giving and getting of Christmas, to maybe uh, talk about something that we're thankful for. So that's going to go into our next segment, which is Try for Thanks. Thanks for all the earth and sky, the air we breathe, the birds that fly. Now it's time to give a try for thanks. Thanks. All right, try for thanks. This is the segment of the show where um, I like to take this little opportunity. We started it in November just to talk about things that we're thankful for. Sometimes it's something serious. Sometimes it's something funny. Um, I try to get a little creative and get people thinking about things that they should be thankful for that they wouldn't normally think about. Like, um, I mean, it's real easy to say like, oh, I'm thankful for the air that I breathe every morning or I'm thankful for my job or things like that. But uh, which is great to be thankful for those things. I'm not saying that, but sometimes we need to get a little bit creative with the things that we're thankful for. Um, It kind of being in a thankful mood or a thankful um, uh, way of thinking, I guess, makes you, I I personally believe, a better person. Because you're, you're outwardly thinking about um, things that are happening to you that are good. You're not thinking of bad things all the time. And, and a positive personality like that attracts people. And it makes them want to be around you. And it makes you think about others because you're blessed with so many things. Hashtag blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what this segment is for. So since you're the guest, I'm going to let you go ahead and um, start us off. What is something that you are thankful for? Um... I, you know, honestly, I, I'm thankful for uh, roadblocks. Um, and li- to kind of explain, you know, sometimes in our lives we, we, we hit this this roadblock where we, you know, we kind of can't move forward or, or don't understand why it kind of worked out the way it did. You know, as they say, hindsight, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I look back now and think, man, if I would have taken that, that road and then there would have been that block or maybe I would have just forced it. Um, I wouldn't, you know, be in the situation that I am now. So I, I'm grateful that, you know, that there are those roadblocks and that, you know, I'm able to to be where I am now. You know, we had a, a episode like this um, back in November. It's called Thanks for the Thumps. And it was kind of along that same theme, like all these thumps that we get, these sometimes it feels like we're getting knocked down or we're not getting what we want. Um, sometimes those are what... We should be thankful for because it prevents us from doing something that we might regret later or it just allows us to kind of be directed towards something even better. Mm. Uh, I was going to go something with a little bit sillier uh, and say that I'm thankful for little lies. And what I mean by that is um, my mom would do this every year and every year I, I fell for it. But she would say like that I wasn't getting something that I wanted for Christmas. Mm. And, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of money. So. It seemed like anytime I wanted something big, I would have to wait for either my birthday or for Christmas. Uh, because, it, I mean, it had to be saved for that, basically. And so she would buy... Like, if I said I wanted something in January, she would buy it in February. And then I wouldn't see it until December. <laughs> until <laughs> December. So, like, sometimes the things I would get were a little outdated. I'm like, I don't even want that anymore. <laughs> but there was there was one Christmas that... My uncle is the same age as me, and he had a Sega Genesis, and we would play that all the time. And I would always ask for a Sega Genesis. I want a Sega Genesis, and um, I remember that Christmas, I ended up opening my present, and it was a Super Nintendo. 
And I was kind of like, but I wanted a second Genesis. <laughs> like, that's what I asked for. And it turned out to be the best system at the time. Um, it, it lasted longer than the Sega Genesis did. It had a lot yeah. more games that I really enjoyed. Uh, but I bring that up because the following year, there was a game called uh, Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was a Mario game that, that was unlike any other at the time. And I remember wanting that game. And, you know, games now are like 60 bucks a game. I don't remember what it was back then, but it was a lot of money for that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom was just sat me down and that night. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, we just couldn't afford it. And I understood. I mean, I was a little bummed about it. I wasn't as uh, enlightened as you were at, at 14 <laughs> thinking, you know, we don't need presents. Of course, I wasn't 14 yet. So I'll just say that. I, I was a little bit younger. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And she goes, I know. I'm sorry. The next morning I got up and our tradition was always to open all of our presents on christmas eve we didn't wait till midnight though we were too impatient for that (laughs) but we would open all our presents on christmas eve and then santa would come that evening and then we'd have our presents from santa and santa never wrapped anything he just (laughs) left it out there in the open um under a stocking if it was something bigger and that was it so i remember waking up that morning and um getting all my presents together and you know, the game wasn't there. Santa didn't bring it to me. And I guess I was just... I was excited. I mean, I saw a great thing. Yeah. But I was a little bit bummed about that. And um, I was just like, is this everything? Like, did Santa forget <laughs> anything? And I was like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, that's everything. I was like, okay. Like, I understand. And um, she's like, what is that under the couch over there, though? I was like, oh, I don't know. She goes, can you grab that for me? And I reached under the couch, and it was that game. Oh, wow. And... Uh, she's like, I-, I guess he did leave something after all. And I was like, thank you for lying to me. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. So, you know, if you, can, if you can lie to surprise somebody, I think that's okay. You, you could do that. And I'm thankful for those. You know, sometimes, also sometimes they kind of put you in that mentality. I think because I had accepted the fact that I wasn't going to get it. And I was just like, you know what? It's not that bad. I still had a good Christmas. It made me appreciate it that more. That much more. And I see some YouTube videos where kids are like screaming and crying because they didn't get what they wanted. And I think like, what a brat. Yep. You know? But uh, And then the parents gave it to them. Like, oh, just kidding. And I was like, no, not if they're going to scream and cry like that. Like, it defeats the whole purpose of it. But you're thankful for the roadblocks. I'm thankful for Little Lies. And uh, that wraps up this segment. Right? Yes. If you're... Wondering if it's lame or if it's groovy, here's the segment where I share a review of a movie. If you like Despicable Me or even Minions, I didn't, but that's okay. It's just my opinion on the show. Don't you know? That's my opinion. All right, this week we got a couple movies to go over uh, whenever I do like uh, a week or two in between episodes I watch a lot of movies during that time so uh, I usually come back with a bunch to watch but I decided to whittle it down and not go over every movie that I saw this week but we're going to be talking about the movie on Netflix new movie called Bright it has Will Smith in it um, I don't know if you guys have seen previews of that I'll go over that a little bit we saw Jumanji we saw that together right yep. Dane? Yep. Um, you brought your wife, I brought my wife, and then we saw The Greatest Showman on mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, spoiler alert, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, and then 
once we're done talking about those, those will be spoiler free. We won't give away any like crazy plots. So, so I don't think you really could spoil those movies, but right. we'll try to keep it vague. Uh, but we will after that. Um, we'll we'll probably do like a spoiler free like real quick segment of what we thought about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. But then after that, I'll have a special bumper that I created for it to let everybody know there's going to be spoilers. And we're going to be talking specifically about certain things from that movie, from other Star Wars movies. So if you don't want to be spoiled on that, we can skip that. The, you can skip that part and we'll get back into it, uh, the regular part of the podcast afterwards. So let me just go over Bright real quick. So this is a movie I saw last night. Um, have you seen trailers for it at all? Um, yes, I have, yeah. Do you know anything about mm-hmm. it at all? So what they kind of did was, um, it reminded me a lot of, uh, what's that one cop movie? I think it's called The Watch or End of Watch. Did you see that one? I don't think I did. Let me make sure it was called End of Watch. Basically, it was like a gritty, um, cop movie that was in, uh, Los Angeles. It takes place in Los Angeles. I just want to make sure it's called End of Watch real quick. Yep, it is. It's called End of Watch in 2012. Do you remember seeing that at all? Mm, oh, it seems familiar, but I don't think I watched it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give away the ending of that because that is a spoiler ending. But it basically had Jake uh, Gyllenhaal in it, Michael Pena. He's uh, he's that guy from uh, Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah. Funny guy. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff, but he that's is. the one I thought you might have seen. Um, and then everybody knows who Jake Gyllenhaal is. But the, the twist to Bright is that it's kind of like it's set in a universe that's our universe, but if uh, if like uh, like Middle Earth stuff happened, like Lord of the Rings type stuff, so like there's fairies in it, mm-hmm. there's orcs, there's elves, um, there's magic in it. So it's got this mashup of the world we know it as today, but also this like orcs walking around. So okay. a lot of the movie was like almost obvious parallels between like the orcs would be representative of like uh the gangs in los angeles and you know they were seen as like the thugs and second class citizens and um you have the humans i would think would be kind of in the middle uh and then you have the elves who are at the upper echelon they're all rich they're all pretty looking they don't really care about anybody else they'd be like the people who live up in beverly hills in fact that's where the elves were at and this cop has uh, Will Smith. His partner is an orc, and he's like the first orc police officer in L.A. There's a lot of discrimination against him. Orcs hate him because he's like a a traitor to their race. Uh, humans don't trust him because um, in the in the movie the orcs chose the side of I guess there was like this ancient battle, and they chose the side of like the Dark Lord. So um, he was basically getting it from both sides, and. Uh, you know, you can kind of see how it related to the world today about how, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, discrimination and racism towards certain races and classes um, that, you know, you got these rich people who don't really care about anybody else. And uh, it was kind of interesting to see that. And I do think it was a little like on the nose with it, but I think it was a fun watch. There was a lot of like criticism about it. Like I didn't really look and see what people were saying about it, but some people were didn't didn't like it and i think like nowadays like all the critics just want to hate stuff like nobody can just go to a movie and just enjoy it for what it is like they have to like read into it and then find ways to break it down because that's what gets people to click on it but 
if if that any of that sounds interesting, watch it. It's you know it's not a super long movie, and yeah. you know it's it's. I thought the coolest thing was seeing that universe, and I would really like them to. I don't know if they're going to, but like maybe make a series or uh, another movie that's also set in that universe because they kind of leave it open at the end for more things to to happen. I'm a lot more interested now. I'm yeah, definitely gonna go see. It. It's pretty cool. I liked it. So um, let's get into some movie that we've both seen, and that's Jumanji. This is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Mm-hmm. That was in all the ads, right? That yep. song. Yeah. Uh, this is not. It's not a sequel of Jumanji. It's not really a reboot either. It's just. I mean, is, is it in the same universe? It is. Yeah. It is okay. So they didn't. It's you just know, another story. That's what they. It's yeah. It's yeah. basically another story. I did like how they. Um, and you can tell this from the the trailers that like they updated it from a board game to a video game. Right. And they kind of went that route with it. I feel like the movie did a lot of um, press junkets, a lot of advertising. So if you're any interested in the movie at all, you probably know a lot from that. What were kind of your impressions about Jumanji? Uh, I liked it. What about the first? Did you see the first yeah. one with Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. What did you think about that one? I loved it as well. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. right? It was really good. And I think a lot of people were kind of trepidatious about it because they thought it was going to try to take the place of the first Jumanji with Robin Williams. and I don't think it takes the place at all, and I don't think it's meant to take the place. It's right. just supposed to be its its own thing. Um, it's a comedy, obviously. Yes. Uh, we're not going to go into any spoilers or anything, but maybe what's a, what's a favorite part that you had in it? Oh, my goodness. Um, I was laughing throughout the whole movie. I mean, I just... I really <laughs> like how... You know, and, and and I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler because they they show a little bit, but you know they do have those three lives mm-hmm. that they talk a lot of, a lot about in the trailer, and, and you know to see all the characters and how they they use those lives is was was probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, you know symbolic in how we use our lives. You know, they're kind of being willy nilly with it until they were down to their last one, <laughs> and then they really yeah. started to think about the stuff that they were doing. Uh, it was there were some funny parts and absolutely I was, me and Alicia were both kind of like chuckling because we felt like we were watching the movie in front of a live studio audience because it was like everything that was being said whether we thought it was funny or not uh, people in the theater were laughing so maybe it was just like a humor like I know you liked and I didn't not like it let me be clear I didn't yeah. not like it uh, I think I just with the rock being in it with Kevin Hart being in it with Jack Black being in it um, I thought it would maybe be a little bit more funny or have maybe a little different type of humor. I had to remind myself after we left that it was a kid's movie and I was going into it like, I'm an adult, make me laugh. I yeah. think that if I would have uh, kind of maybe mentally prepared myself for it to be for kids, I'm sure kids will love it, yeah. you know? Um, and it, I there was one part right, at, right when they went into the video game, I missed that whole section of it. I had to go to the bathroom when I got up and left. So it was like they're going to detention and then I come back and uh, that scene in the commercial with Jack Black and the Hippo, that had already happened. Mm. So I didn't even get to see that part. So I'll probably go back and watch it just so I can see that part. Maybe I'll watch it on Cody or something like that nice. so I don't have to pay for it. But um, you would say it's worth the money to go oh, yeah. and watch it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll say it, too. I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun movie. I mean, it's it, the only difference is, you know, the, the first Jumanji is very, uh, it's it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. And so this Jumanji, don't go in it. Wait, you say the first Jumanji wasn't a comedy? It wasn't really a comedy. There was a little bit, I mean, it, it, it was funny because, but I, I feel that it, this one, it was a bit more 
comedy. Like laughs per minute were way more than yeah. the first Jumanji, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I can see I that. I think it was a bit. The first Jumanji was a little bit of a thriller. I mean, it, it had you know like rolling the dice and what's uh-huh. gonna happen, you know, That's kind of true. a deal. Um, and it had it, it. I remember watching it, and it was it was a bit. It was kind of scary when you would. Yeah, there were know? some scary parts in yeah. it with the vines. That hunter was kind of scary, right. even like that was like chasing him down. Yeah, I should, I should probably go back and watch that because you're right. Like I, I just assumed, yeah, it was a comedy. But now that you're talking about, it, there were some like really like serious parts. Did you ever see Zathra? That was like the Jumanji space game, though. Okay. So there was this movie that I think was... I mean, it wasn't like... Again, it wasn't like a sequel to Jumanji, but it was definitely in that same uh, genre. Like, they had to be related in some way. Like, I think they even came out with the Zathra board game as well, like they did mm-hmm. with the Jumanji game. But it was it was just like Jumanji, but it was set in, like, space. Oh, wow. So they're playing the space game, and then, That's you know, cool. they end up in space. Yeah. It had um, Kristen Stewart in it. Before all the Twilight nonsense, it had, um, I don't remember his name, but he's the kid that played PETA in the Hunger Games. Um, it had uh, Dax Shepard in it, the guy from, um, well, he's in a lot of things now, but he was in Parenthood and Punked, and uh, it was a good movie too, but it was like pretty much Jumanji in space. Gotcha. All right, so go see Jumanji. It's worth it. It's a nice like movie to catch, you know, while you're still on holiday break with your family, or if you just want to go with somebody and just laugh by yourself, that's fine too. Uh, Jumanji, what else did we see? Okay, so on Christmas Day, we got up. We were looking for stuff to do. A lot of things are closed on Christmas, right? We're in Houston, and I think your wife had suggested to go see Ferdinand, right? Ferdinand the Bull. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted to see that. I didn't want to see that. Um. We didn't do a poll or anything like that, but I just think after I saw Jumanji, I was ready to watch something like a little bit more grown up, I guess. Yeah. And I have always loved musicals. Uh, and I know you have some musical background. I do, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about your <laughs> your musical background? <laughs> well, I was uh, I was in high school. I, I did musicals. I was, uh-huh. uh, I was the lead in uh, The Grease. Play. The Grease? The, yeah, well, Grease. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the lead. So you were Danny Zuko. That is correct, yeah. Nice. You want to sing us something real quick? No. Not at all? <laughs> no. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> how, how was that singing in front of your high school, though? Um, It was scary. You know, I'm not a singer, mm-hmm. but the the they did have a... Uh, like everybody else sucks so bad that... Well, it wasn't that, but you know, the vo- there was a vocalist there that kind of, you know, kind of trained you and stuff uh-huh. like that, and that was a lot of fun to, uh, you know, I'm a musician myself. I do, you know, I play brass instruments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I, I've never really sang, and so to to have the opportunity to sing and kind of develop that, that was a lot of fun. Like, uh, what was was there a song that like you would get really nervous when you had to sing? Like, oh yeah, that that, would, that was you know Danny Zuko solo the the sandy strands uh-huh. of the drive-in uh, one would you just you'd get real nervous how many like did you just do the play one time no or we, was we, it like night we, nightly yeah, showing or we something did like it that? like uh probably once a week for about two months yeah yeah oh did your family see every show of yours um i don't know if they're in every show but they they definitely came <laughs> alicia loves it. that movie you know that yes so she talks about that too like how you we're in the. the it's bro- funny because we grew up watching. I mean, we grew up watching it. Oh yeah, you guys was, know all the lines. Yeah. I get you guys together, and it's like, right. yeah, uh, line after line right. of Greece. Um, 
Okay, so you like musicals. Do you have any like other musicals that maybe is a favorite besides Grease? I would say Grease is your favorite, right? I would I would say yeah. Do you have any other ones that you really like? Um, let's see. I mean, as of right now, no. I no. Okay. Scared. Yeah, Grease is pretty good. It's hard to top that one. I had grown up with uh, all kinds of musicals with my mom, like Little Shop of Horrors. My mom would have like the albums, like the music, and I hadn't necessarily seen the Broadway uh, or the movies that they made from it, but I knew all the music. And uh, so she had like Little Shop of Horrors. She had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I see now, and I'm like, ooh, that's not something a child should be watching. <laughs> but, but like I said, it was just the music and... Um, and whenever there was like a bad word, she would always sing really loud over that part. And I would get mad and be like, let me hear what they're saying. And she's like, oh, no, that's what they're saying. You know, and I'm like, why do you sing so loud during that part? Uh, so that was one. There was a musical called Chess, which was not really well known, but they had some really good music for it. So I just kind of developed a love for musicals from a young age. Obviously, I have like the sound of music. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure there's a whole bunch I'm forgetting right now off the top of my head, but something about around the Christmas time, I feel like they've released musicals a lot right around that time. I know a couple of years ago they released uh, Le Mis yeah. right around Christmas as well. Um, Into the Woods, I think, was also around Christmas, and that's a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw previews for this, I was really excited. My only hesitation was uh, Hugh Jackman in The Miz. Like, I didn't really like his singing that much. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was, It just wasn't my cup of tea. And I was kind of worried that he was going to really bring that into this one as well. And it was very little. Like, I think my favorite part about this one was, like, it's all contemporary music. Like, modern music. Yeah. Like, um, so it's kind of poppy. Yeah. Uh, I think it told the story really well. Like, the lyrics. My favorite thing about a musical is, like... If, if two characters look at each other and then they have like a little three minute song about how they love each other, that's it. You instantly believe that they're in love. Whereas in like another movie, you would have like an entire movie where they have to build this relationship together, right. you know, until the audience can really start to believe that they have a relationship. But not a musical, man. You just have a little three minute number and that's it. You're like, yep. they're madly in love. <laughs> they need to be together. Um what was like some of your favorite parts from from that movie? I uh, you know what I went in not having really much expectations. I mm-hmm. had seen the uh, you know the previews and stuff like that. It, it was something that I wanted to watch, but probably not in theaters. And then you know going through through the whole movie, I was actually blown away. Mm-hmm. I was really really impressed. Um, I, I enjoyed you know the, like you said you know, the music was very modern. I think they built the characters really well and. Uh, I actually want to go see it again. Yeah, me too. I was hoping to come back and then take my mom to go and see it, but she had already seen it. (laughs) So my whole family already went and saw it. Though we could still watch it again. Uh, It's kind of funny whenever I go to see like a musical in a theater. I know it's a musical, but I always forget it's a musical until they start singing the second song. Because almost every musical starts with an opening song. And I kind of expect that because most movies have like some kind of opening sequence. But then once they start the second song, I always feel like it comes out of nowhere. Like, oh, wait. Oh, yes. This is a musical. That's correct. So that the second song in this one was uh, when he started singing as a boy. And yes. they were on the beach. Yes. And I was like, he's singing. Oh, yes. That's because this is a musical. Yes. So, um, I mean, before we even left the theater, I already had the album on my phone. Oh, <laughs> and I've you? been listening oh. to it. I listened to it like nonstop today. So I, I have all the music in my head. Oh, nice. So if you are interested... Do, 
do you think if someone doesn't care about musicals, they would like this? I think they would. I, I honestly think they would. I agree, because how can you not like music? And it is, like, modern yeah. contemporary music, so I think people would enjoy it, too. It's a visual spectacle, too. I thought it was kind of cool, like, you know, you hear about, like, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear about these corporations where you have somebody who's, like, at the head of that. And I never really, me personally, I never really put much thought into that person's life or what they went through to get to that point. Like, I just, they're kind of like, oh, they've always been there at that point. But you forget, like, they have stories and backgrounds and stuff that they went through. And I don't know how accurate this movie is, yeah. you know, to what was really going on. I'm sure they embellished a lot of it for the movie. But uh, it was it was something that there was nothing like it at the time. Right. And he built it from nothing and now everybody knows you know barnum barnum and bailey though that circus is going out uh did you know that yes yeah all the animal rights probably had something to do with it um personally for me like i don't like to see them getting whipped and beat to do tricks either i don't even like going to the zoo because i don't like seeing them like around like that but you know i still respect all the work that you know they had done and you know to be entertainers and and that movie was definitely entertaining yeah it was really I agree. good i agree okay so now we're gonna talk about star wars the last jedi we're going to just briefly just a quick overview with no spoilers give us a little bit of your background with star wars you're younger than i am mm-hmm. by like how many years i don't know how old are you how old are you 31 31 okay you're not that much younger than me are you really 31? Yeah, but I'm 30, 32 in March. Dude, I thought you were like a baby. Oh, man. How oh, are I you? <laughs> I'm only like 30. I'm like 33, I think. Okay. Well, I might know. be 34. No. <laughs> See, I'm old enough to forget how old I am. <laughs> let me let me do the math real quick. Uh, what is it? What, what year are we in right now? 2017? Yeah. What year were you born? 84. Yeah, you're 32. So I'm 33, yeah. and I'll be 34 next year. So I'm only two years older than you. There you go. Oh, dang. We should, like, go and do stuff. Yeah, we should hang out more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why. I guess I guess because you're the baby of your family, I just I just equated you with, like, the baby of my family. But you're really only two years behind me. That makes sense. All right. So then we're probably roughly around the same age, around the first time Star Wars came out. Yeah. Um, Do you remember, like, the first time you saw Star Wars? Um... I do actually. Um, it was at a friend's house, mm-hmm. and he put on this. I, and I, it's funny because I think my first movie was Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. and I was like, "What is this?" Uh-huh. I was just blown away. And then I, I was able to, you know, watch the other ones, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" I instantly fell in love with it. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I never saw it in theaters either because I think we were babies, right, yeah, when it came right, out. Right. You weren't even born when it came out. Nope. Mm-hmm. And uh, but my mom would tape them. When they were showing on TV. Nice. So I remember seeing A New Hope. Okay. I believe that was the first one that I saw, A New Hope. Uh, but it was like edited for TV. Mm-hmm. So it would like go to commercials. I remember watching that <laughs> so many times though. There would be like a cut with the sand people. Um, and they would go into like a Toyota commercial. And be like, like a rock. Oh, like a rock. <laughs> and I would watch the movie. And that part was ingrained in my head. <laughs> So I would expect that part to just come in right after the sand people would That's show up. 
Uh, and when it didn't, I'd be like, wait, there was supposed to be something right there. There was also one. It was the time when Santa was on a razor going through the snow around Christmas time. There's a commercial they would do every Christmas. And that was also in there. And I always expected that to be in the movie, too. So it wasn't until I saw the movie like 30 times that I actually saw it the way it was supposed to be. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you can rewatch a movie oh, over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. So I had that one. And then I had uh, Return of the Jedi. Same thing, except my mom wised up on that one, and she would like try to stop the video right when the commercial came in, and then try to start it right, right as it was about to start. So like when she went to record it, it would catch like right at the end of like a news commercial, and they're like, "Coming up at eight, we'll talk about how kitchen sinks are killing your babies," <laughs> and then it would go into the Star Wars. But Empire Strikes Back, I missed. Like I knew the movie was there, but I didn't really get to see it like and maybe i saw bits and pieces i always remembered the worm coming out of the oh, yes. the crater mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool and i knew that that was the one that had the big reveal yeah. on it but i just never really got to watch that one until yeah. i was much older um, and then i got to see it like that but i think because that one was like rare and i didn't get to see it as often that that kind of became my favorite one mm. because it was like such a treat i didn't I didn't know it line for line like I did the other ones. This is New Hope. Yeah, New Hope was the first one. Right, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. And then Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I liked Return of the Jedi because, I mean, Luke was yeah. badass at yeah. that point. Yeah. He was just like... Yep. I'm, I'm doing like force choke things like when he was in Jabba <laughs> the Hutt's and he was like, you know, doing stuff to them. Uh and yeah, I knew that I was in love with Star Wars. And I remember going to Disneyland, getting on Star Tours yep. for the first time, and just being just like, I want to live in this universe. Yep. Like, it is so freaking cool. So since that point, been a Star Wars fanboy. Um, it wasn't also, it wasn't as, like the market wasn't as saturated with Star Wars stuff like it is now either. Um, I mean, they had toys, obviously. Yep. But it wasn't as like it is now where everybody's seen it. Everybody, I mean, it's everywhere now, anywhere you look. And I think that also kind of made it a little bit more special. I agree. Uh, especially knowing that by the time we were really old enough to know any better, like the trilogy was over. We knew there weren't any more movies coming. Right. Like that's what it was. And I always thought it was weird that like it started at f- chapter four mm-hmm. and then it was five and six. And I remember... I just knew Star Wars as Star Wars. I didn't realize it was A New Hope, the first one. Um, and I remember talking to my uncle uh, after uh, Return of the Jedi had uh, come out. And he was like, oh, well, I got this one called New Hope. And I'm like, no, they didn't come out with another Star Wars movie. And he's like, yeah, I just got it. And I'm like, no, like I got in a big argument with them. I'm like, you're lying. There's not a new Star Wars movie. Not really realizing that the New Hope was the first, the one. first one. And right. he didn't know squat about Star Wars at that time. So he didn't realize that that's what it was either. How did you feel when... Okay, how did you feel when the prequels were going to be announced? Oh, you know, <clears throat> I knew... I knew. I guess he had announced it like at the end of, of Jedi. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of Return of the that's Jedi the, really? that he wanted to do. Oh, that he wanted to do it. Yeah, and he okay. wanted... He kind of gave the year that he wanted it to do. And so... I had heard that from my brother, and so I was actually, you know, I waited a long time. Pretty so, stoked for it. Yeah. So when they did come out, I was, I, mean, I couldn't believe that I would waited. It felt forever, honestly. Yeah. Well, we, like, now looking back on it, the prequels are not the favorites. 
no. uh, people hate on the prequel a lot. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like that when you first came out of the movie? That you hated it? No, actually it? I didn't. I didn't either. I, didn't. I was like, great, it's back. Yeah. It's awesome. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, yeah. it was not good. Right. Uh, there was a lot of, I feel like a lot of the magic was lost when he just made everything computer generated. Right. Um, I, I can even look past like the whole politics part of it. You know, as a kid, I probably wouldn't have liked that. Like, if I saw, if I saw that at the age that I was when I saw the other Star Wars movies, I would have been bored out of my mind probably. Correct. But I, I was hoping that okay, now they got the boring stuff out of the way, way the next one's gonna be better. And I think the next one was a little bit better. Yeah. And then because it, you know, it introduced Anakin, and and then once by the time, uh, what, Revenge of the Sith was that the last one? Yes. I see. I don't pay attention to those as much. Actually, the the so, second one was the most, from what I've heard, it's it's the most hated movie. The most hated one yeah. with Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember thinking like seeing the 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 posters. It was like little Anakin with the Darth Vader shadow, right. Right. and that's why I got like super hyped on it. Yeah. And then yeah, it was kind of a let. I think Hayden Christensen, his acting just made it so. Yeah. Of course, he was in the last one. He wasn't in the second one, but. Yeah. It's just his acting. Just, it was so like wooden and he was in the second one he was, he was in the second yeah, one yeah yeah I thought it was just the oh was yeah the little so the little boy I don't know who played Anakin young Anakin was he in the first one he was in the first one and, and that was so it. the pod races was in the first one right oh that sucked even more than I hated the pod races did you like them uh, for, as a kid I did okay I, I was like get this out I'm done with this uh, it went on too long, in my opinion. Okay, so that's kind of our history with Star Wars. All right. We love Star Wars. Uh, super hyped when um, The Force Awakens came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember leaving, like, just... I was so happy. Just I when, when Disney purchased it, you know, we were... Knowing that they were going to do something with mm-hmm. it. Knowing that they were going to continue. Because I had, you know, you lose all hope. Like, oh, it's it's done. That's you know? it. And it's going to end on that note. Yeah. Now I do. I mean, the the last movie in the um, prequels, I love that lightsaber scene that they had though, with uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. That oh, that yeah. fight, I thought that was awesome. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my only favorite part of the movie though. Yeah. Other than that, I could have done without. But the ending of it was really cool. But I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's the last Star Wars we're gonna get, you know. Yeah. And then you're right. When Disney bought it, it was, it was exciting. And I was kind of nervous because Disney was. Once they bought uh, Star Wars, they were shutting down all the video games. That's right. So all the Star Wars video games that were coming out were getting canceled. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, don't do this to me. Um, But they ended up doing great with The Force Awakens. And then I remember um, when J.J. Abrams was announced to direct it, I was super excited. Because I I wasn't really a Star Trek fan. Like, my mom's like a real big Star Trek fan. Uh, Next Generations was, was her jam. And I'd watch it with her. And um, he directed Star Trek, and I really liked the reboot that he did. And he had always said he wasn't a real big Star Trek fan, but he was a huge Star Wars fan. And I thought, man, if he can do this good with something that he didn't really care about, he's going to kill it on Star Wars. And then I started hearing about how he was going to do a lot of practical effects, and I was just like, oh, I was so excited. He shot it in film as well, Mm -hmm. which was really, really cool. Yeah, I I think he did great with The Force Awakens. Uh, So... After The Force Awakens and they started announcing all these other movies they're going to be doing, like Rogue One, they're going to be alternating every year with like a, a separate story and then right. continue with the Skywalker you know, storyline. And um, 
Rogue One was good. I liked it. I, I enjoyed Rogue One. Uh, I think I like Force Awakens better than Rogue One. Just because you know those characters already. Right. And you've been following them since you were a child. But right. Rogue One definitely held its own. And I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, but when they were announcing this one, uh, The Last Jedi, I told myself I wasn't going to watch anything other than that very first trailer. Goodness. I wasn't going to read any theories on it. Nothing. I'm just going to go into it as blind as I could be so I can just take it all in, you know, as like a newborn baby. <laughs> uh, and I remember uh, Lisa and I walked out of the theater. We went with some friends. Of ours. It has been a tradition the past couple years that, well, I guess since The Force Awakens, um, any Star Wars movie that comes out, we see the very first showing. Yep. Um, you know, we see it Thursday at 6 o'clock is when it is here. And we go, because I don't want any spoilers. I want nothing. Because people will get online and they'll spoil everything. Right. And uh, so that's what we did this year. It was our third year doing that. We went with some friends of ours. And Alicia's a fan of Star Wars. She's not like diehard like you and me or anything yeah. like that. But she likes it. When we walked out of there, she's like, I want to see that again. Oh, like, nice. that was really good. Like, the, the whole time we were, like, getting hyped about the things and gasping. And um, our hearts were racing. Like, all that corny stuff you hear like it was happening yeah and i think some of the magic is seeing it with other fans on that opening night because they're just as hyped about it as you are I agree. you know and everybody's participating in it and uh so i remember to keep it you know vague right now i remember seeing it it was awesome i loved it i thought that uh this new director uh did Ryan. good with it mm-hmm. um you know, he, he did some things that later, you know, I, I I hadn't even realized as I was watching it that people would have such an issue with certain parts of the movie. I, I ended I literally walked out thinking it was perfect. Like, I thought it was just so good. And I didn't think that anybody would have anything negative to say about it. So I was kind of shocked when I started hearing people say yeah. things they didn't like about it. And now upon reflection, like, I can see where people are coming from with that. But if, if, I mean, I don't even need to tell you. If you're a Star Wars fan, you probably have already seen this movie. Right. Um, if you're not a Star Wars fan, do you think that this would be the one to do it for you? I think so. I think it's a great movie. So, like, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you, do you think this could make you a fan, this movie? I think it can. It, you do? It, it, it is really good. Do you, you need know? to know about all the history and stuff to get into this? Um, honestly, I don't think you do. I mean, if, if you are going to go in... You know, with a blank slate, I think it's 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 just a really good movie. Just a good movie, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. Um, so we're just gonna say, as far as our review, go watch it. It's mm-hmm. good. We like it. Um, but we're gonna get into the spoiler section of it now. So enjoy the new spoiler alert bumper. I love the sixth sense and memento. I love the way the movie end goes. Plot twist and a surprise. She's a clone, the main character dies. But nothing makes my red blood boil like when my favorite movie's spoiled. So before you get butt hurt, You've been warned with the spoiler alert. You've been warned with the spoiler alert. 
All right, I just wanted to pop in here real quick and let you know that if you are wanting to skip over the Star Wars spoiler, um, you're going to skip forward an hour and 20 minutes. That's right, we talk about The Last Jedi for an hour and 20 minutes. So go ahead and start skipping forward uh, if you don't want to hear any of that. But I say listen to it because we're funny and we talk about some very interesting things. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you can just pause it, go watch the movie, and then come back and hear what we have to say about it. So, an hour and 20 minutes, starting from now. Alright, so this is it. This is the spoiler section for Star Wars The Last Jedi. If you get spoiled now, it's your own fault because I gave you plenty of warning. That jingle was like 44 seconds long. All right, you had time to turn this off. I'll probably, after we're done recording this part, see how long it is, record one more section to put in front of this to say how long it is so you can skip forward that time. So if you're listening now, you're going to get spoiled. Let's get into it. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Can you believe that uh, Chewbacca dies? I can't. I, I, that, that was heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, after Han, they go and kill Chewbacca? They just, they just couldn't hold themselves. Just kidding. That didn't happen. Of course, you would know that if you've seen the movie already. All right. So you and I have a little differences of how we felt after we left this movie, right? So I just talked about how I felt like the movie was perfect. But you are one of those people who uh, actually had some legitimate issues with it. So why don't you go ahead and tell me how you felt after you left the movie? So I, I watched it with, with my wife, and uh, she knows how, how you know fanatic i am about it i know that she sorry we had just a little bit of te- technical difficulties there all right so you were saying that your wife knows that you're a fan addict about it and you went to go see oh, i said fan addict that you're a fanatic fan about addict. it and that you went to go you went to go see it with her all right yeah so after uh you know the movie ended i i did tell her that i liked it but secretly you know just because she's not a hardcore you know, a fan. I, I know that yeah, I, I wasn't really gonna express my my true feelings, but honestly, I felt like something was missing. I just I it, I didn't know what it was then, uh-huh. but I just I was a bit disappointed to tell you the truth. Now you saw it three times within twenty four hours, right? <laughs> I so, did. I so did. you had ample opportunity to really get your thoughts together during that first day, yeah. whereas I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. And I remembered enough to go back after hearing some of the stuff you were bringing up earlier and reading some of the reviews uh, people had to say about it to where I can understand it. But so, okay, so what was it that you had a problem with? Did you know when you left that first movie what it was? Did you know after the second time you watched it what it was? Well, here's the thing though. I, after the second time I watched it, I liked it. Even, I actually ended up really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt so like you liked it more the second time I you did. watched it. I okay. did. I did. Um, there was just a lot of, uh, I don't know. There was, I, I guess I had, I did go with expectations. I did drink the Kool-Aid when it came to all the, you know, uh, all the theories and stuff like that. And like what theories were right. you thinking were going to carry over like legitimately into this movie? Um, you know, revealing race parents was the, the big mm-hmm. part for me. You know, So who did you think that they were going in? Um, I don't, did, there did was, you think it was going to be Luke? Did you think it was going to be Han and Leia? I mean, I, I think it was, a. Uh, honestly i didn't really honestly i i I had heard everyone's kind of you know theories and i felt like man any any of those could be it right Mm -hmm. um 
But honestly, I, I, I just wanted it to be like, you know, either Luke's, I would have accepted it. Uh, Leia's would have accepted it. I know there was a theory out there. She was a clone. I would have accepted that. Um, Go into that clone theory because I don't. I think everybody kind of already knows like Luke was up for grabs and yeah. and Han and and uh, Leia were up. But tell about how you thought the clone was going to work out. Well, you know when um, oh, when the Force Awakens actually had you know uh, the director of the Force Awakens uh, remind me his name. I J J J J Abrams. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, said that he was going to begin the movie with Luke's hand floating in space holding mm-hmm. the lightsaber. And I remember reading that too before the movie came out. So that kind of, you know, and then he kind of said, well, it, it, you know what, I'm just going to take it out. Um, and then to me, it's, you know, when, when Moss Kanas kind of tells Ray, you know, that's, how did you get this? Or I think, I think someone asks, you know, how did you get this lightsaber? And she's like, well, that's a story for a different time. I personally thought, well, they got Luke's hand and they cloned him. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know. So you thought Ray was like the female clone of Luke Skywalker, like X-23 is the female clone of Wolverine. That, that was a possibility going Oh, on. yeah, you didn't yeah. think that, but you yeah. thought that was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That would have been pretty freaking interesting that if been, that was yeah. the case. Okay, so, so you were bummed with the reveal that her parents were nobody. Yep. Yeah? I just, I, honestly, I felt like every question that everyone had you know jj abrams built it up <clears throat> pretty good i mean we had two years to speculate we had two years to kind of get hyped and then i felt like this movie just killed i, I mean it, it, it's good that it killed all our theories but it just killed them completely like it, it just kind of threw them to the trash in a way you know it was like well you know we know we you you've been dying to to know this but we're just gonna toss it out it's not relevant anymore see here's my thing like disney Okay, so I I guess I have a lot more faith in Disney. Like, I feel like they have a lot of control over these properties. We've seen what they've done with the Marvel Universe. Right. We've seen how everything is interconnected across all these different movies. They have this far plan. And I I know a lot of that is Marvel. Mm -hmm. But Disney, I think, also has a lot to do with it. I mean, they kind of started the whole extended universe once they bought out Marvel. and And they've got all that... They have so many different moving parts that go together. So I, I don't feel like they can hire a director and a writer to do Force Awakens and then hire a new one and let that guy just completely obliterate everything that was set up in the first one. Like I feel like there has to be some the, plan. The, the thing, the way overall, that I, the especially way, since J.J. Abrams might become he is is he he confirmed. Is, yeah, he is. Okay, so he he's is. coming back to the third one. So from what I've heard is that the director has, uh, you know. It, is given the freedom to write mm-hmm. um, it and then present it to Disney. And, you know, uh, this director, he, he was able to, you know, Ryan Johnson was able to write that specific episode of it. Um, but, and Disney approved it, he though. Did, so yeah, I feel yeah. like they know something we don't know. Like, right. okay, so this is how I felt when that reveal happened. Right. Uh, I was, it was kind of like the air being let out of a balloon. Like, I felt a little deflated, but I also felt like it. I kind of felt like maybe it has to be that because it had been built up so much that no matter what they were going to say, like, I don't know if it would have been able to live up to the hype. I think it kind of left it open again. You know, when the prequels came out and they talked about the midichlorians and, yeah. and the Jedi, a lot of people were pissed about that because yeah. when you watch the original trilogy, anybody can be a Jedi, you feel like. Like, right. anybody can train themselves to 
be susceptible to the force and you know uh feel it throughout everything whereas the prequels kind of said well no you kind of have to be predisposed to it based on your midichlorians and i felt like maybe uh that by saying that her parents were nobody and that you know she kind of came from nothing maybe it was kind of harkening back to the original feeling like you don't have to be special in order to be a jedi no i you know i i get that part because at the end you know they do kind of and I think that's the the way they're they're kind of painting the uh, the universe is that they obviously there are a lot more people out there that do carry the force as you see this mm-hmm. little boy, you know, reach. Yeah, for the let's room talk and... about that. Like, if you blink, you did you see it the first time? I did you watched the movie? not see it the first. See, time. See, Alicia and I saw it the first time. The second it happened, I leaned over to her and I was like, "Did you see that?" And she's like, "Well, duh," but we didn't realize that so many people had missed that. If you don't know what we're talking about, at the end of the movie. Um, they go back to that what's that planet that casino planet it's called, called do you know uh, Cantal Bight okay so they go back to that the little stable boy that was in there earlier that let Rose and uh, Finn go basically he didn't rat on them he's there he walks out and he basically makes the broomstick like go to his hand right like Luke does with the lightsaber type. but it's so subtle that like the, the camera doesn't zoom in on it or anything like right. that like it's a wide shot of him yeah. doing that that you'd miss it and i guess you did miss it the first time i did yeah did somebody tell you about it before you saw it the second time no. or did no. you see it the second time or the third time no i saw it the second time like what did you think when you saw it i was like oh like i knew that at the end like okay maybe that he was force sensitive but mm-hmm. i didn't know i didn't since i didn't see it now that i saw it i saw it again i was like oh so he is force sensitive mm-hmm. right um but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, I really did like it. It kind of gave, you know, it opens up that new chapter that, you know, Disney wants to go to and create, you know, Ryan Johnson has these three new movies or, you know, and I think that's where he's headed with that. So, so that was one thing I felt about, like, maybe they're trying to make it so anybody can use a force, but I also thought we don't have the whole story here yet. Like, they're very, I, I thought the wording was really, and I don't know what it is exactly. I just remember watching it. And thinking the wording for who her parents were was very particular to kind of give some wiggle room. I mean, uh, later on I read something and it was – it was uh, who was the director of this one? Ryan. Ryan okay. Johnson. Okay, so Ryan Johnson is saying how he – because they are asking him about that part. And yeah. he was saying Kylo looked into Ray's mind. Right. He was being honest about he really that's what he saw he was being honest and that he as a director feels that Ray believes him so he didn't like he he wouldn't just flat out say yes that's what it is but he was talking about it from the character's point of view right. as that's how they feel it really is right so that kind of left him some wiggle room on that but I also I also kind of noticed that in the movie itself their wording was I thought a little strange the way that they were talking about it and. Um, he said, Ryan said something along the lines of like, you know, characters don't normally like lie in the Star Wars universe. But then I remember uh, Yoda like straight up lies. <laughs> like, and maybe it was some retcon, like they were going back and changing what he had said. But the, he's the straight certain up, point first, of view. first he says he's not, you know, Yoda basically. And then right. he's like, oh, wait, I am Yoda. I was just joking with you. Uh, he lies about who Luke's father was, right. um, who Obi-Wan was and that whole scenario so to say that the characters don't you know lie i mean that's bogus so i don't know like i don't i still feel like there has to be something with with ray's parents but i'm not gonna focus on it so much that you know yeah 
it ticks me off about it. Like, I understand, though. I mean, you're waiting for two years for these answers to be given to you. And I mean, even that Ryan guy says that, um, that Ryan guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> even he says that, you know, this is a whole universe. Some things are just not, or maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was J.J. Abrams who said it uh, in reference to this. But there, somebody who said basically that there's going to be questions that aren't answered because the movie's not about that. Right. Like the movie isn't supposed to be about whose race parents are. Like that's something that's happening. Right. But that isn't what the movie's supposed to be about. Right. Um. So you know, I guess maybe that's a cop out or something. But I get. Did you have any other things that bothered you about the movie? Uh, no lightsaber battle. Not whatsoever. You know, you didn't see two lightsabers touch mm-hmm. or anything like that. That to me was a big bummer because it's a star wars movie you go and you you want to see a lightsaber battle you want to see someone get down with a lightsaber you want to see limbs chopped off you know um even though we did you know see limbs chop off in in, in the mm-hmm. throne room or whatever but it, there was no i mean i think fans waited 40 years to see luke skywalker and all his glory kick some butt and it wasn't there i think that was the biggest disappointment uh, coming out of the movie you know that that hadn't even the lightsaber battle hadn't even crossed my mind, and I think it's because I never really thought about. Uh, I mean, you're right. The lightsaber battles are like Star Wars when you see it, you know, on TV and stuff. But I I never watched a Star Wars movie thinking about the lightsaber battles. In fact, I remember, far as the original trilogy, them being to me the like some of the most boring parts of the movie. Their little lightsaber battles that they had. It wasn't until I saw. You know, the prequels where they had Darth Maul's lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan. Even there were parts in that one I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of dragging on. Um, but the, you know, the acrobatics that happened in there. And then, of course, we talked about uh, Revenge of the Sith where they had that final lightsaber right. battle. I was like, right. this is awesome. Those are really only two times that I, like, saw a lightsaber battle and actually enjoyed it. So I guess I didn't even consider that for this one i thought it was cool when the realization come okay so when luke shows up on that planet right i immediately thought this is just a projection Hmm. because they had already uh foreshadowed earlier in the movie with ray and kylo um kylo had like water droplets on him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when uh, ray got splashed right and you know they kept having this connection throughout the whole time when Luke shows up, I was like, okay, he's doing a projection. Right. And that kind of made me think, well, if Kylo and, and Ray have that kind of connection, maybe they're brother and sister because that's what Luke and Leia are able to do. Right. And, um, but that was a side note. So anyway, when he gave Leia the, the dice, I still felt like it was a projection because I was like, yeah, you can do that because that's what happened with Kylo and Ray. They were able to, you know, send physical things right. through their connection. Um, but by the time that he made it outside, I guess I just thought, oh no, no, he's really there. Yeah. Especially since he talked to C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's there. Um, the, then when they got into their battle, even when he was dodging all the blasters from like the new at-ats, what are, do you know what those are called? The new ones? Uh, no. Okay. No. But even when he was dodging those, I just was, I was picturing him in the cloud of smoke, just doing like some kind of like Dragon Ball Z, like hop side to side real quick like to avoid all the blasters like i figured that's how he was doing it um so i wasn't surprised to see him alive after that and then when they went into their battle and he like did the little matrix duck yeah. back and he did that little spinning move away yeah. i was like this is 
I think yeah. I was feeling like you. Like now we get to see yep. Luke as as a badass, and I remember thinking of him that way in uh, Return of the Jedi when yep. he was he was just all like serious and like you know into his Jedi mode. And I was like, all right, this is it as well. And then revealing that it was just a projection, and then having the realization like, oh yeah, their lightsabers never touched once. Yeah, he never got touched because he did the whole Matrix move thing. I thought. I came away thinking that's cool because now I'm seeing like all the things like if you notice they were on that planet it was salt everywhere. Yes. You walk on it, move right. anything, you see the red looks right. like blood almost. Right. And there was none of that when Luke was walking out there. Right. And I started realizing all these things like, oh yeah, all the clues are right there that this has been a projection from the very beginning. Yeah. So I walked away from that thinking that that was cool how they did that. Did you have a problem with the way Luke died? Um. You know, I know that they 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 made it very uh, with the two sons and everything, and mm-hmm. he kind of you know became one back with to the force and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. I just I think the movie would have been perfect if he had not died. So you I think, think I wouldn't have because I I would have still you know had hope that he would come back and kick some butt. Okay, so if if him and Kylo would have had okay, so this is also something I want to point out with Kylo. I don't think he's all that bad. Like. I don't mean bad like as an evil. I mean like he's not that great of a. Uh, I guess is he a Sith Lord now or no? no he's no, not he's right. Just... Like I don't think he's that great. Like he hasn't won any lightsaber duel I've seen him in. Right. He fights Finn and he doesn't even kill Finn. Right. <laughs> I mean, if Finn had just picked up, I mean, he did some damage to him, but he couldn't right. even kill him. Ray has no like training. He couldn't beat her. I don't really feel like he's that much of a adversary. Yeah. So. I don't know what they're going to do with him and try to make him. He just, I just think of him as a big baby who I really felt bad for him in this movie, to be yeah. honest with you. Like I started to actually start to feel, you know, kind of see why he thinks the way he does. You know, he was in a way he was kind of abandoned by his parents, mm-hmm. sent to this Jedi boot camp right. for Uncle Luke to take care of him because they right. didn't know what to do with him anymore. He goes there and then. You know, he wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees Luke over him with the lightsaber. I yeah. mean, what is he supposed to think? We see Luke's side of it later, but yep. to think, this it, is my uncle. Like, yeah. he's given up on me. And then I think the part where I really started to feel sad for him, you know, you obviously have Snoke just talking to him like crap. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's like straight up is like, I don't, I'm not even interested in you. I'm interested in Ray. You're just a means to an end to get to Ray. And then. After all that, he thinks that Ray's gonna be on his side, and then even she's like, "No." And he kind of has a point. You have to, you know, kill your past. You know, maybe it is time for the old ways to go, and to start something new. But is that how you go about doing it? Like, he's been abandoned by everybody that he thought he had a connection with, and I started actually feeling bad for him at that point. Yeah, no, I, I think they, you know, they they really built good character in in all of them. Um, uh, the only thing I kind of felt is that the character of Luke Skywalker, I think they, they, they really killed. I, I, they, it was out of character for him to do something like that. You know, he was always the one that, I, I, he was the hope, right? He was the 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 last hope, I guess, right? Or, or yeah. And I just felt like Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. He wouldn't just walk away and be like, you know, I'm just gonna go. And and even in the movie, it says that he kind of you know closed off from the force it's just unlike luke see now i i never thought about it as luke like like running away i looked at it as he had to sacrifice that in order for like the better good like he felt 
he felt that the Jedi needed to die because, you know, kind of like the same argument, like, are all the Batman villains there because Batman's there? Like, maybe if there was no Batman, we wouldn't have these crazy arch villains. And I, and I kind of felt like Luke was like, the Jedi are basically, if you have to have balance to everything, with the Jedi being around, there's always going to be that equal of evil. And right. so he kind of, I was taking him more as he was doing that. And I also kind of thought it was Luke, if you if you remember from A New Hope and even a lot of uh, Empire Strikes Back, he was a whiner. Like, he did whine a lot, and he complained about things a lot. And I kind of felt like he was just reverting back to that part of him. So to say that that's not like him, I, I kind of think it is like the earlier version of him to kind of be like that. To be like, no, I'm not going to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, at the end, he does what's right. Um, so I do see your point. Like, a Jedi would never give up. and But at the end of the day, he was the last hope still. He showed up. Everybody that was on that planet saw him, and he ended up being the hope that got people excited again uh, in the rebellion. Yeah, that was another thing. It was like we finally, you know, get to see Luke come out. Mm -hmm. All these blasters go off. You're thinking like, oh man, this guy's just dodging them, or he has his force field, and he kind of, you know, kind of dusts his shoulder off. Which yeah, I, that, we, I mean, we I, all laughed at that. You thought that was kind of over the top. I thought it was a little over the top. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit over the top. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really think. I thought it was a little bit more Marvel than than Star yeah. Wars to tell you the I truth. I get that. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, I laughed as well. Um, just because I was excited, you know, the mm -hmm. next scene, you know, uh, the duel was gonna happen. And then when you find out it's a protection, you're like, what? You're just kind of like, well, he didn't dodge all those. You know, he didn't have this strong force field. You know, he was just, they couldn't touch him because it wasn't, it was just a projection, right? Yeah. So it was like they build it up. You, you felt like, oh my gosh, he's that powerful. And then, well, you know. Okay, but you say that. But no, he's no. on a he's on a different planet, light years away. I, I agree. I who agree. has projected himself? He can't even see what's going on there. I agree. How powerful do you have to be in the force to be able to do that, man? I mean, you got to yeah, give him credit. That's why, like, when I first saw it, I loved it, and then mm -hmm. when I started thinking and analyzing it a little bit more, I was just like, oh, you know. So yeah. How did you feel about the way that they? Uh, treated Leia in the movie. I mean, we I, know Carrie Fisher died. I think we yeah. all go into the movie really curious as to what her role is going to be in this. We heard that uh, all of her scenes were shot before she died, though there were a couple parts where I think was... Her uh, voiceovers. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they were a little different. I, uh, Alicia pointed out her daughter in the movie. Yes. And I and I, I didn't know that. And she I thought had a that bigger really role cool. in it this yeah. time around, yeah. Um, when she gets sucked out of the spaceship, I thought that was it. Did you think the same thing? Uh, I didn't just because I knew that I had, you know, in the trailer you see scenes where she's kind of looking off. And well, I guess so, that's my thing. I didn't see those those trailers. Uh, I just saw the very first one and I didn't watch anymore after that. Yeah. So I knew that she wasn't dead. I knew that uh, at the time I thought, you know, since Kylo didn't fire on her, I thought he was just going to pick her up or something mm -hmm. like that with a spaceship. And, like, you know, that's where he was going to kind of turn. But, um you know, I know a lot of people didn't like the whole Mary Poppins kind of. You know, as soon thing. as that's okay, this is this is how I felt. Uh, I thought she was dead. I thought that's how she was going to go in the movie. Um, I really did expect her to die in this movie because I knew she wasn't right. going to be able to play in the, in the third one. Um, so I thought that was it. And then when it happened, uh, I think Alicia felt the same way as I. We were sad, like we were like going to cry. And then when it shows her floating in space, being all frozen, like. 
you know, we love Carrie Fisher. We grew up with her. Yeah. We, you know, saw this stuff, and it was really sad. And then seeing her fingers twitch, it was like, okay, this is cool. So like, at first we're still kind of like, what's happening here? And then when she did the whole Mary yeah. Poppins thing yeah. we're talking about, I thought, badass. Yes. At first, though, I actually thought she was pulling the ship towards her yeah. um, to get closer to it. But then when she was floating through the through space and stuff, I thought, this is awesome. And then immediately after I thought this was awesome, I thought people are going to clown on this scene. <laughs> They're going to be like, she thinks she's Superman or Mary yeah. Poppins. Like yeah. I knew people were going to clown on that part. But I was in that moment. Like I don't. Honestly, that was one of my favorite parts. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Even the second time and third time I watched it, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is that is awesome because, you know, some people who are kind of more casual fans with Star Wars, I don't think they realize how force sensitive and and strong in the force Leia is. In fact, um, there's been times when Yoda has said he basically wanted to train Leia. He He didn't really even want to train Luke. He He wanted to train Leia. Um, And to see her do something like that with no training at all just shows how much of a natural she is. Which kind of you can think maybe raised like that too. You know, she, we know she's a natural. She wasn't yeah. trained, and you know, she got to do all these crazy things. Um, so seeing her do that was like, oh yeah, she is, she is yeah. the cool one. From uh, what I've heard, Luke did teach her a few things. Oh, did to he protect her and stuff like okay. that? So I, I think that was, you know, uh, he taught her how to float in space. Yeah, and then probably fly back to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Um, I did like the. I do like how they're bringing in this new generation, like with Poe and Finn. Yeah. They introduced Rose, which, you know, I liked her character. Um, you know, of course, you got Ray and Kylo. What did you think about the, the casino planet? Because I heard a lot of people, they thought that was unnecessary. So I, to be to, to me, the casino planet... Uh, What's it called the, again? What's the name of the planet? It's, uh, what is it? It's um, Can- Cantobite. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I I mean, I didn't really have a big problem with it. I think I had an even bigger problem with the whole, uh, we can't catch up to them to destroy them. Okay. It, it just, it wasn't realistic. I mean, they had, you know, a tons of Star Destroyers that could probably, you know, catch, up to, them, like catch up to them, cut them off, and it, it just would have been done. So that was a, the problem that I had. It was just, it wasn't so you like So you liked that, that little part of the story then going down there? Yeah, it didn't really bug me. I mean, there was some stuff that I was just like, well, that uh, I don't think that should be in a Star Wars movie. I well, think I always felt like Star Wars movies had been, if you watch them, they all have their own little like side stories mm-hmm. that happen on a different planet that really have nothing to do with the movie, it seems like. Or it could have been taken out and not affected the actual main storyline. Um, I think it was tried to be used as a, as a device to um, introduce you to these other people that are being affected by these I, goings on. I think that the biggest problem, I, and I, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but the biggest problem is there was so much emphasis on that when we wanted to see the, you know, tr- Luke training, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted to see. And we, I felt that we didn't really get that much training, you know? Yeah. I thought there would be more Ray training. Right. The, you know, there'd be like a musical montage. Maybe Luke would jump on her back and <laughs> she could carry him around like a little backpack. Uh, but there wasn't that. Yeah, I kind of agree. What did you think about the, uh, the, oh, I can't remember, the, the, por- the, the Porgs? Yeah. I didn't, I, I, it, 
It was okay. I like them. I like them. People hate it. Some people like hate them. I don't know why. I actually liked it. I like how they used you know, they Chewie cute. in there. Yeah, I didn't like. Uh, I don't like Jar Jar Binks. Oh uh, no no no! People no, were trying no. to equate him oh, like, goodness. oh, well, he's like the Ewoks, and kids love the Ewoks. And I didn't realize that Star Wars fans at that time hated the Ewoks. Right. I was a kid. I was like, Ewoks are awesome. Right. I cried when they died. You know, <laughs> like, so I kind of thought that that was reminiscent of of the Ewoks like you couldn't help but just love their little cuteness yeah um one one problem I had we were talking about the Star Destroyer chasing them and and I we you and I had talked about this earlier in fact um when uh remind me do you know the lady's name the one that took over after Leia Oh, no idea. No. Oh, I wish I could remember her name because some general I think yeah I did it was starts with an H but I can't remember Anyway, um, I did like her character. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see how Poe couldn't get away with the stuff that he was getting away with with Leia, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just heard something recently that really talked bad about Poe and how basically everybody died because he went off and did what he did against her wishes. But I kind of feel like maybe she should have explained to him you know no he's not like just some nobody in the rebellion like he you know had a very you know important role in the force awakens i feel like maybe she should have let him know what's going on yeah that was another another thing you know that that kind of i don't know at the end you know her plan is revealed i mean it it got to the point where they you know poe kind of had to take you know matters into his own Mm -hmm. hands were like he was forced to because she didn't say anything like what does she expect him to do right and and I like how they try to have the audience not hate her when he is getting like taken away and she goes like I really like him you know then you're kind of like oh, okay yeah. maybe she's not so bad anymore and of course she sacrificed herself and that's where the problem comes in once uh, everybody leaves on the pause she decides to stay behind right I think what she's I thought at the time what she was yeah. going to immediately do was turn that ship around and just start going going ham on the right. star destroyers right one way or another um i thought that's the obvious thing to do and when I mean, you're dying already yeah you you're you're basically your plan is to keep on going until your gas runs out yeah. and then you die so she was planning on dying so i thought that's what was going to happen and then when that's not what happened and all those people died because they found out, you know. And that was another thing that bothered me. Like, let's go back a little bit to this character that they're supposed to find on that planet. Um, right. And the guy's going to be wearing a, you know, a red little flower on yeah. his face. Which I thought was a cool shout out to Indiana Jones. Did you catch that? No. So, like, you know that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, right, right. you know, have this. So, in right. Indiana Jones, and I believe it's the the temple of doom he's in a casino wearing a white tux and he has a red flower oh, just like that just oh, like they did in this movie I like that. I like um that. and when it showed that actor uh i was like i looked i leaned over to alicia and i was like of course like of course it's him because i thought that was gonna be it because he's a main actor gotcha. and when that wasn't the guy i mean was that the guy i mean they never cleared that up that was was guy, DJ yeah. the guy that they were supposed to find? Yeah, so they had they had shot in the deleted scenes. They had shot a scene with him actually. Um, uh, they actually went. I don't know if they reshot, but they uh, they did a they played a lot with that. And then they had a scene where he actually did find them, and then he refused to do it. And that's when they got caught. 
Uh, they had a scene where actually uh, Finn and Rose actually dress up very, you know, they kind of steal clothes and they dress up very mm-hmm. nice. Um, but then, you know, the director felt that it, because they were not dressed, because they were dressed differently, they were easy to capture. So if they were dressed very nice, then it just would have not made sense for them to be captured uh, that way. So they took that part out. But yeah, that was that was the guy that they were looking for. So why was that other dude wearing the... I mean, that's they were told to look for the dude with the red flower. Correct. So you're saying that that's the guy they were supposed yes. to find? Yes, yes. So it just so happens they get thrown in jail with another master... Correct. What What's up with that? Yeah, I think the way they introduced him Because was... what I thought, I put what I put together was that uh, the DJ right. uh, maybe was getting... Um, maybe like the authorities were catching on to who he was. So he gave up his jacket to this other guy to throw him off the scent. And I thought that that's where they were going. So this was the... So DJ was the guy that they were supposed to find. Um... But the other guy had his jacket because DJ got rid of gotcha. it. But you're saying that you think the guy that they were supposed to find was the guy wearing the the red flower and it wasn't DJ. Right, So right. there just happened to be some other master right. code breaker in this galaxy that they were in jail with. Correct. Why do you think that? that that's the part I think a lot of people did. I didn't really like it. I, I, felt, I thought it was going to be DJ, the, mm-hmm. you know, the person that they were going to find. And then he all of a sudden said, no, I can do it. And uh, it was just, I don't know, there was just a lot of, you know, when, when especially I, I'm a very, per, I'm a very detailed person, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't, usually I, I know the ending of a movie before it even ends, right? right? Um, and to me, there was just a lot of plot, plot holes there, you know, that they just needed, it, it was done a little sloppy to me, you know? I, yeah, I guess, I guess I hadn't really even considered that that was, that guy that had the red uh, flower on was really the guy that they were supposed to get. I guess I just always thought it was dj but they just weren't explaining that part well enough now, because I, he could do everything that right. that uh that they were told so yeah i and guess then that, he, the funny part is that he just you know he has this little hack that he opens the door and he mm-hmm. walks out of jail um conveniently when rose and, right and, and he could have done there. that anytime before but he didn't yeah. which kind of made me feel more like that's the guy like maybe he knew that they were supposed to be gotcha. looking for him gotcha. um i had a real problem with you know, Star Wars. There's always a theme of you. You can be on the dark side, but then become to you know the light side. And um, there's some redemption story in, in almost all the characters. I felt like with DJ though, there was gonna be no redemption story because I don't know why. I mean, I know that like Darth Vader has killed people. I know that like they do bad things, but what he did, I just felt like was just so bad. There was no coming back from it. Like it would have been different if he had set it up from the beginning to where they got caught once they were getting that thing, but he didn't, he didn't plan on them getting caught. And then he weaseled his way out by blabbing everything. And those people were killed that got away in the shuttle. And I just thought like, you can't just be like my bad on that. You know, like before that he was like this ambiguous character where you didn't know if he was going to be, he was like the rabble rouser, the right. scoundrel, you know, yes. kind of like a Han character. Yes. But no, I think he's just full blown bad <laughs> after what yeah. he did. I was like, yeah. no, nah, you don't come back from that. You don't get to be in my heart after that, which is kind of a shame because I did like the character right. up to that point. And then I was kind of like, nah, man. Yep. I thought maybe he was going to do like a triple cross. Right. Like where he was going to get away with the gold and then he was going to come and save the day at the end of the movie. But after those people got killed, I was like, oh, no. Yep. Nah, you're just a bad guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Another thing that I didn't like it was the humor, uh, some humor. I mean, I didn't, you know, 
when it comes to, to Star Wars, I mean, it is funny. It has its own type of humor, but the way they did it in this movie was there were some parts that just made me cringe, honestly. So you're like, you would rather it be more serious? No, I I mean, Star Wars is always... Like, what, okay, is there a specific joke that made you cringe? Yes. What? When, um, when Luke Skywalker is sitting down with, with Rey and he tells her, reach out. You know, and she oh, kind of yeah. puts her hand out there, and he's and like, little... it, "That was just." You didn't know. like that. I hate it. Alicia and I cracked up. I mean, I I laughed, uh-huh. but I just I still kind of felt like, like now is not the time for this. Yeah, like this is the moment. Okay, sorry, we had we had another technical difficulty again. Okay, so you were saying how that was not the moment to be silly because like it's I, her first lesson, right? Like I like if you look at Yoda, Yoda was very silly in the beginning. That's that was cool, but when he came to training. That silliness went The away. first lesson, he rode him like a backpack around everywhere. How is that not silly? That's a different type of... Uh, see, that. that's the that's the difference between comedy. That's comic, uh-huh. but it's still... It's just different type. I, I don't know. I, I just felt it was a bit... I mean, she had already reached out. She she already knew what it was to be mm-hmm. able to reach out because she had done it in, in the movies, in the last movie, where she kind of concentrated and reached out and said, right. the force. And she closed her eyes and was able to reach out and was able to kind of you know, beat Kylo at his own game. And then now she's, you know, they ask her to reach out again and she like literally reaches out, which I think <laughs> it's it was... still making me laugh. He like tickled her little fingers yeah. with the thing. But the thing is, I, I think they could have done it. I get your point. I do get your point. I do get but... your point. I feel like you're, you're putting a lot of like reverence on this moment. Uh, Cause it is a pivotal point for the character. Right. You know, she traveled all that way to find Luke to be trained and he kind of, Get silly with it. I understand. I guess just my personality just being a goofball <laughs> all the time. It just fit. A lot of things that Luke was doing, I was thinking, like, I would have done the same thing. And I guess maybe that's why it just made me laugh. Because i like, that's a thing that I would do. Okay, so I get that. But I get your point. How did you feel about... What I thought was kind of unnecessary was that whole, like, pit that she, like, sensed on the island and then ended up going down into. That and was, uh, you know, it, it, I feel like it was supposed to be, like, a reflection of the Dagobah cave. Right. Um, but I just kind of thought it, you know, now I think about it, I also felt that way when I saw the, the cave and, uh, it was an empire, right? When they did that, that it was, it seemed like it was kind of like shoehorned in there. Like it, it didn't really seem to fit in, in, in there, in the story. And I guess that's how I felt about this too. Like they didn't really need to do that part. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think it, it, it was like, you know, when, when they did it with Luke, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Yoda kind of tells him, you know, <clears throat> it's it's basically he needs to pass the test, you know, to kill mm-hmm. his father. And this one was a little different. I mean, she did go to the dark side, right? And that's kind of like, you know, going to the dark side a little bit and, and wanting to use it, you know, for your own gain and your own knowledge. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to know who her parents were. And, and th- as I said, maybe that that scene will have a lot more, uh, you know, explanation in the next movie. Maybe they'll, they'll profound more in that, why she saw herself, you know, an infinity of herself and she started you know that Snapping just that part face. was just like what what is going on you uh-huh. know? It, just, it started to get kind of trippy there yeah uh so i just hope that in the next one that all makes sense i don't right? think it will though if 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 it's gonna be if it's gonna be like a reflection of of what happened in empire with the the cave on dagobah like they didn't really well, see, but the decay on Dagobah, when, when he kind of like, you know, I think he, Darth Vader appears, he, he slashes right. out. And then, and then the mask opens and it's Luke. And it's and, Luke, right? But in the later movie, they yeah. don't really, I But mean, it, there's two symbolisms to that. One is that 
Darth Vader has the same blood as Luke. And second, if he turns to the dark side, that will be his end, right? He'll, right. He'll become Darth Vader. So, but I feel like that was answered in that scene. Like it wasn't. There was no more explanation on it later. Oh no, on no, right, right, right. So but, I feel like what we got in what we got in Last Jedi, like that's gonna be what we get. Like gotcha. we're gonna have to draw our own conclusions and oh. and symbolism to it, unless we find out. That Ray is a clone, and that's why she saw so many that's of her. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I didn't even consider that until that's right what a I second. Thought. I was like, maybe she. The thing is, here's my my understanding when it comes to the clone theory. After that, I was like, oh, she has to be a clone, right? There are no two parents. Maybe uh-huh. there's a surrogate, and the surrogate when she gave birth, she's like, you know what? I don't want this child, dude. Because that's it's not it. My child. We just solved it. That's what it is because J.J. Abrams taking the reign again. We already know he had like a infatuation with Luke's hand. Yeah. Dude, if, that's, if they would that's what do it's that, gonna be that would be awesome so that would like make up for for all of, yeah because okay. then her parents we, would be no one right because yeah they, that's true they remember they sold her to get money maybe they had know, a bunch of rays lying around and they sold a couple well of, not only that but maybe the mother needed money and so she wanted to be the surrogate right and so uh-huh. she went and she did you know was the surrogate for that uh for that incu or the incubator you know to to, to carry that and uh, and that's why she was she was a no one, you know, and and that would make would make me very very happy. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Well, I'm convinced that that's what it is now because I hadn't even because I wasn't going in thinking she might be a clone, but now that I'm thinking about that scene, that would go perfectly with that theory that she is. And we know that in the Star Wars universe, clones are no like right. it's not like they're super rare. In fact. Um, if you look at some of the other media that Star Wars in, like, for example, the video games, The Force Unleashed, I don't right. know if you ever played it, right. but you're basically uh, Darth Vader's apprentice. And um, come to find out... Starkiller, uh, right? Yeah, Starkiller. Star mm-hmm. yeah. Come to find out, like, you're not even... You, you're a clone. Right. And there's a whole, there's a whole room full of you. Um, so... And then we know the Clone Wars. Obviously, right. it's no stranger to cloning. Jango um, Fett, Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that could very well be the case. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. I never I never even considered that until I just thought right now with all the reflections. Um, let's go back a little bit because we kind of skipped over the way that Luke dies. Hmm. A lot of people had a problem with that. They wanted him to die like... If he, if he was going to die, they wanted it to be like in a blaze of glory during a lightsaber battle. Personally, for me, I felt like that's the way Jedi Masters go. Like, that's how Yoda went out. Yeah. That's how Obi-Wan went out. Like, yeah. some people get confused and think that uh, Vader striked him down, but he didn't. Like, his clothes dropped right, right, right then. Like, he was like, nah, I'm going out on my terms. Yeah. Um, Luke even says to Kylo, like, if you strike me down in anger, like, I'm going to be with you forever. And, Correct. I mean... I thought that's the only way that he could go out is like that. And then what it does is it sets him up as a force ghost. Yeah. You know, you had point out that previous to this movie, a force ghost couldn't really have any effect on the physical world. Correct. But in Yoda shows up and he makes the thing get yeah. struck by lightning. Yeah. In um, his typical Yoda way, you know, yeah. a little mischievous man. Uh, so I feel like because Luke went out like that, we can easily see him in the next film. Yeah. He's yeah. just going to be a force ghost. That's that's what you know. That's what. That. All right, we had to take a little, a little break because of the technical difficulties kept happening. There was just too much Star Wars for the laptop to process all at once, <laughs> so we had to, 
We had to cut it up in another segment here. So we were talking about uh, Luke's Force Ghost, basically is what he's going to become. How the probability of him coming back to fight in some kind of awesome fight at that point is probably low because how you kill a Force Ghost... They'll have like a, a priest exercise him or something like that. Uh, it'll be him and Hayden Christensen's version of the Force Ghost. I don't. I I hated that George Lucas went back and made those changes. I agree. Like I felt like he just erased. Yeah. A part of history, basically. Like. Uh. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. different, yeah. whole different topic. Okay, so we covered uh, Luke's Force Ghost. What else? Um, or something. So one of the one of the things that that I also didn't like it was race training, uh, just in general, right? There wasn't a lot of. I mean, if you think about it, there was two times that he, he trained her, and that was it. Uh, although he, this is a, a, a from what I've been you know reading in the reviews, which I didn't really um, pay attention to. He said, "I'll teach you three lessons," but there's only two in there. Ooh. And so they actually said that they had. Uh, like done a training with the lightsaber and her kind of you know uh, you remember that little floating ball i forget mm-hmm. what it's called well in that art book in that i got book, for your correct. brother it showed all the all of them they were like training droid things training right. balls right. training balls play and with their training balls they say that they had her do this like uh you know i don't know if you you remember in the like phantom menace where uh, Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon kind of like run super fast. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had her do something like that in the island and, and kind of do a force run fast or something. Anything. And Anyways, they, just, they cut that out or yeah, they cut all that stuff out. Um, I just felt like we the fans itself wanted more with Luke and, and Ray uh, than anything. Why do you think they cut those those scenes out? Do you think it was just for? To make the movie a certain length, like because this is the no. longest Star Wars so, movie out of the entire. So they said the series. length wasn't a problem for them. Okay, so um, they just thought it didn't yeah. contribute to the story right. then. Right. All right. Right. Uh, another thing is, is you know when you see Luke's training, you know you see Yoda kind of give him a, you know, hey, when I guess it was when his um was the X wing kind of goes yeah. down mm-hmm. and, you know, he he's like, well, let me try to lift it up, and then he kind of gives up and says, you know, you speak the impossible, and then. The best scene, you know, one of the best scenes in Star Wars. Say that a little bit louder because I don't know if it picked oh, up. Oh, it, it, you know, when he, what, 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 what did he say? You speak the impossible. Oh yeah, Luke Skywalker says, you know, because Yoda kind of says, you know, size doesn't matter. It's uh-huh. not about the size. You're, 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 you're seeing it completely different, right? And then Luke kind of, you know, trying to pick it up, he was like, no, man, you, you speak the impossible, and he kind of goes and sits down, and that's when you know, Mister, Mister Yoda has to show his, his. It's true power, which is really, really easy for it him. It was easy yeah. for him, exactly. And I felt like maybe they should have kind of done something like that, you know, where you could kind of see Luke's power and, 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 and kind of test Ray in, in a way. Because that's what training is about, right? Strength through struggle, right? And, and that's, what I, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted her to kind of see a lot of the stuff comes too easy to her, you know? And I know she's powerful and what, whatnot, but I kind of feel like if you're training someone, you got to push them to their limits so they can mm-hmm. become even more powerful. I mean, for them to have that scene with the X-Wing in the in the water... Oh, yeah. ...and not do anything with that... I That's I what mean, I thought. How, how many of us thought that Luke was going to fly in and save the day with that X-Wing, like... Or at least... Rede- maybe that's what would have been a cool thing. Like, hey, lift my... my, you uh-huh. know, my And then he couldn't do it. He would have redeemed himself. Because right. the master... You know, the student would have become the master in, in Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean... 
also Luke's training was never finished with Yoda. Like, right, right. you know, um, at least not in Empire. Now he did go back, and I don't. But I don't think his training was ever complete. Complete was it? No, 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 no. Um, so I mean, I it didn't bother me so much that Ray took off. Now you said there were three lessons. Were they? Sp- specific the lessons that he taught her like the two that he taught her what were they so one was you know when he when he was like reaching out when she was reaching out right okay um and then the second lesson because i remember him like remember he got scared he said i've i've seen Uh, his raw power before and and, yeah and it didn't turn out well it didn't turn out well so i was like oh he's not even gonna do the second lesson and then i remember he did do the second lesson which was I'm, i'm trying to remember what it was um you know i Honestly, I, I don't remember, but I know there was that second lesson, and then there was, you know. Do you think his third lesson was uh, was actually taught in this one, or like maybe it was um, a lesson, of, like one of those symbolic lessons, like the power of hope, or hey, this is how you become a force ghost, or <laughs> or, or something like that, or do you think that's something that they're gonna actually teach her in in the last movie? Um, I don't, I don't know honestly what it what what the lessons were. I think they were just very basic, you know, for her to kind of uh, be able to you know use the force to protect herself or to kind of get you know a head start because he didn't really have a you know someone to teach him, so she he was just probably trying to like start her up. You know, this mm-hmm. is what you need and this is what I had and and you can do it on your own kind of. What do you think about Snoke? Do you think he's dead? Uh, I don't think he's dead, and 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 this is my theory. You know, um. In the last, in in the Force Awakens, he says something. He says, um, "You know, bring when when everything's kind of coming down." He tells the the general or whatnot. I forget his name. He Hugs. says, "Hux." That's right. He tells Hux, "Bring Kylo to me. We need to finish his training." Right. And as it, 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 this Star Wars movie really picks up right where it left right. off. Right. Mm-hmm. So he. When when you see him kind of in the throne room and kind of him you know being a little harsh on on Kylo, uh, he hasn't taught him anything. What what is finishing his training? Could it have been to see if he was gonna you know, pu- like to push him to the edge where he would be able to kind of quote unquote kill Snoke, right? Because at that very scene he says, "I cannot be betrayed. I am too powerful," right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "I see him turning the lightsaber." Right. So. Did Snoke kind of was that his plan all along for him to say, well, I want you to think that you know just to push you to that edge, to push you to that evil side of of yourself. Well, I mean the whole apprentice uh, master thing as far as the Sith Lord. I mean, the apprentice always but, kills. So the so so the so what Star Wars is now is there's supposedly not going to be any more Siths because that was the you know that was. Uh, Darth Vader. I mean, that was Anakin's mission. Okay. It was to get destroyed of the Sith. So the Sith is is no more. So they're they're able to have like this. Well, like Snoke. well, well people had, were thinking that that uh, not Palpatine. That Snoke was um, Darth, uh, not Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have been a Sith. Yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that he's a parasite. That he's. Mm-hmm. You know, as you can tell, he has this body that's being beat up and, you know, and parasites, you know, when, when their host dies, he, they just go on to another and, and take, you know, over another. Uh, so with that logic that his plan was for Kylo to to kill him all along, why does that make you think that he's alive then? 
Uh, well, not kill him, but I mean, he's really not dead. If he's, you know, let's just say hypothetically, he's a parasite. He's gonna, you know, have a, a another body. And so if he's a parasite, that's how you say he's still alive. If he's not a parasite, would you I say then he's dead? Uh, because they straight up showed him chopped in half. Oh, yeah. They showed his tongue yeah. sticking oh, yeah. out of his mouth. Like yeah, yeah. that's like the sign of I'm dead when my tongue right. sticks out. No, and that's that's what I'm saying is that that host is dead completely. When mm-hmm. I think. What I always thought is that he was going to, uh, um, he was preparing Kylo, in order to take his body in a way. Because you know, one of the things that that uh, Han Solo says is like, you know, he'll use you and then just throw you away when he doesn't mm-hmm. need you anymore. And maybe he was, you know, training him to be powerful so that he could take over in a way. Did you see him like on a third viewing? Did you see like a puff of smoke come out of Snoke when he got killed or anything? <laughs> like that was the parasite going off into the air? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I you mean, know, and, and I think that though Star Wars does have a tradition of in the movies introducing these awesome characters and then killing them off and you don't know anything about them until maybe you read a book. I mean, look at, look at Boba Fett. Yep. Dude shows up and he gets like bumped into... And he dies, falls into the Sarlacc pit. And then you don't know until you read the books that he actually got out of the Sarlacc pit. Right. And that, right. you know, he had all this history before. But he was a character that became so popular. But in the movie, his role was really kind of comical. Yeah. What happened to him. Yeah, but see, when you talk about that kind of character, that character, I think the fans made it. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he became a big character because the fans really, really liked him. But um, Snoke was but Snoke uh, was already character, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I felt like he Snoke's was very. He's very wise. He's very. Uh, you know. In, I don't think he he would go out to. You know, especially if he's if he's a lot. I mean, you can tell he's definitely a lot more powerful than the Emperor. This guy was just throwing light. You know, electricity like nothing. Right. And he didn't. Even well, the Empire to... or the Emperor threw electricity like nothing. Yeah, but he threw it out of his hand. This kind of like came out of the ground. Like he was. Oh, just I like, didn't notice boom, that. And he kind of like pushed him out. You know. Oh, okay. And, and it was just like, and I mean, we we've never seen you know anyone levitate, someone. Yeah, that's true. And, and the way he held Ray like that. So uh, we had when we got cut off, we had talked about how the kind of mood of the film was a little troubling at first. We thought it was going to be more comical. Uh, you know, so, uh, you were talking about jokes that made you cringe, and I'd forgotten that the very beginning when Luke threw that lightsaber over right. his shoulder that. That actually bothered me. I was like, "Oh, that's not, that's not funny to me." Like, it was unexpected, definitely, that he would react that way. But um, I think I more thought that he would just maybe give it back to her or not have important, but to just be so cavalier, just throw right. it over his shoulder off the cliff. Uh, and then, like right after that, it went into the the, the whole joke with Poe and <laughs> oh, you know yeah. waiting to to get a hold of general hux i was kind of concerned that they just turned it into like an avengers movie where it was going to be like a bunch of comedy which i love avenger movies but that's not what i wanted in my star wars but i think that over time it did start to balance out the humor with the action and the series and the drama and all that yeah. kind of stuff but in the beginning i was kind of worried like uh oh yeah w- what's happening here yeah yeah it's funny because a lot of the like very and I want I don't want to use this word very you know sparingly the sacred moments of the of the you know the the Force Awakens are not that sacred in the second movie like they just mm. totally killed it so now if you go back looking at those moments where like uh, you know she asks like you know those people are never coming back for you Ray you know you got to move on in a way 
um, you know, uh, Snoke, you know, being this great leader, um, Luke, I mean, for, I mean, this has been what, over 40 years, he finally mm -hmm. sees his lightsaber, you know, and, and it, it, and it's his dad's lightsaber. So it, it has big meaning to mm -hmm. it, you know, um, where, uh, Maz Kanas tells him, it, that's oh, that was thing. even Maz another Kanas. thing in his projection, his lightsaber was a different color. Yeah. Um, he looked a little younger. They said that right. he was doing a projection as to what Kylo last Correct. saw him as. Correct. So, um, and and one of the uh, Mos Kanaz tells Ray like, you know, that lightsaber was Darth Vader's, and then it called out to Luke, and now it calls to you. So I mean, that is very like, whoa! It calls to her. Why? Because she's no one. Because she's a clone. Because she's no one. <laughs> so that, that secret moment, they just completely killed, right? And then yeah. for him just to, to just toss it out, I just don't... It was, yeah. To me, it was a little disrespectful. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I see where they were going with it. But yeah, that, that was, I guess, the biggest thing for me is a lot of those secret moments uh, have no relevance in, in, in the next movie. And hopefully they, they turn it back and, you know, uh, you can't judge it until you see the third one, right? Until you see... Well, that that's what I was telling you before, like... We had the benefit of seeing the trilogy all together right. as kids. The first time we watched Stars, all the movies were pretty much out. We could watch them all together, so we had the whole complete story. Um, but I was trying to imagine what it was like to be a Star Wars fan, just seeing Empire, and that's how it ends. You have no idea what's going to happen next. You know, we we had talked about Han being frozen in Carbonite, and you said, well, they said his, his life support or whatever is stable. But still, you had no idea what was going to happen with Han. You're just right. like, wait, what? Like, that's it? Uh, Luke has his hand cut off. Right. He just finds out who his, you know, who his father is. You're probably wondering, like, but Yoda said that, you know, said something else about this. I mean, there had to have been a lot of unanswered questions and stuff that just didn't make sense. In fact, uh, I have heard criticisms that Empire, why so many people think it's the best in the trilogy... Uh, other people say that it's not even a complete story. Like it's, it doesn't have the traditional um, story beats that a story would be, as far as like a uh, hero's journey and then mm -hmm. all the resolution at the end. Like it's literally like it just cuts off in the middle of it. And you know, George Lucas has always talked about how he sees the Star Wars trilogies as cylindrical. Like there's the stories are circular. They're you know the prequels do have a lot of same stuff going on uh as as the original trilogy did as far as you know in the second movie someone's hand always gets cut off yeah. and, and uh they one's hand get cut off in this one that and was then, important and then the the famous i have a bad feeling about this it that actually show up in this but they're trying to say, say r2d2 yeah, or, uh, or bb8 said it yeah that was yeah another that's thing. a I cop mean, that's out just... That's, That's a cop out. I agree. I was I noticed that too, and I was like, "Wait a second. And now they're trying to say BB-8 said. I'm like, yeah. "You can't say that. No, that's a cop out. I don't believe it." I don't know. I've always liked that they that they have that there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just even if it's very subtle, you know, you got to put it in there. So that was another thing. So overall, I think the movie was good for you know for for people who probably are not fans. I mean, it was a good story, but for hardcore fans, it was a to me it was a bit disappointing. And me, I feel like it was freaking awesome. Um, I consider myself a a, a good fan, uh, and you know, I I'm I'm willing to uh, hold off on my judgments until I see the third one, 
and see how it all wraps up because the trilogies are supposed to be one giant story arc and, and it's supposed to tie everything up at the end. You know what? And to something that frustrates me the most about people who uh, review video games, because I listen to a lot of video games podcasts, is for long games, they're like, you know, I played the first two hours and they judge the whole game on the first two hours. Mm. And I'm like, you guys are just scratching the surface. Like now games are like 50, 60 hours. Like you can't just say the first two hours you didn't like so the game sucks like you have to complete it i feel like in order to review a video game you should ha- you should have beaten the video game and with movies it's easier to do because you can watch a movie in two or three hours but uh with star wars and with trilogies like this you kind of have to watch all of them before you can really reserve judgment so if if i was just to judge even if i was just to judge this movie on its own i still thought it was pretty freaking awesome you know what I what I and this is this is just going off a tangent here. I, I would have loved to see since they had found out the location of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we don't hear a lot of, of the Knights of Ren here, right? There were supposed yeah, to we be don't. these great mm-hmm. Jedi or these Jedi's gone rogue or or these, you know, uh, dark force users. It would have been awesome if, you know, Kylo would have been like, Go to this island and you know, send all his, 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 you know, Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren. And that's when you would have seen like, just, you know, him. Yeah. When you, when you mentioned that to me, I was like, Oh, I was kind of sad. I didn't see that either. I didn't even cross my mind, but to see Luke take on all these Knights of Ren who in essence would have been his, the people he was training. Right. 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 Um, so that would have even had a whole nother level of, of, uh, intensity seeing him fight his previous students like that. Yeah. That would have been, pretty awesome and then you know and then the ending would have been perfect for me mm-hmm. I, I just think uh, you know people were just you know waiting for maybe that happened in a deleted scene maybe <laughs> <laughs> they'll put it on the the bonus blu-ray um well, i think we pretty much covered everything for that one uh is there anything else you can think of for that that you want to get out there um no i i just you know now we have more questions and answers and we have two years to uh to think about it do you feel like anything was answered in this um we don't know who snoke is i think they weren't we don't know who ray's parents are they were answered but they weren't answered like you don't have a solid foundation that yes this is you know they kind of still left it you know i mean it was nice that uh we got to see what happened with kylo and luke yeah uh you know, because yeah. we didn't know yeah. what why Kylo did what he did. Right, right. So it was nice to see that. Um, it was nice to see that he had a soft spot for his mother, right? He had the opportunity to, you know, go ahead and destroy her there, and he didn't. And, uh, you know, other people, obviously, uh, his, his two yeah, fighters in the back were the ones yeah. that, that pulled the trigger. But Do he didn't. Because I even felt like when he killed Han... Like I, 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 I don't know. Like I just, I didn't feel like he, even though he did it, I don't feel like he. Well, in the novelization, says he says he he felt bad about it. Yeah, like I, I, I felt like he did the action, but I don't feel like he was in in that moment at all. Um. See, he thought he was going to become more powerful. He thought he was going to become like. You know, that was the, the ultimate test. And then when that didn't happen and he did not. Like, that was for this... nothing. Like, I just killed my dad for nothing. Right. Which... And it's that conflict that, you know, mm-hmm. they show in between the light and, and the and the dark side. Um, And then there was one more thing that. How do you feel about the 
like the love interest with the characters. So like people after the Force Awakens, people were trying to put Finn and Poe together yeah, with their yeah. bromance. <laughs> um, then it was like, how do you feel about Finn and Rose? Like, do you it think that's something honestly, that out of left field? To tell you yeah, the truth. like it, it was because there was even though they did go off in their own adventure within this adventure, there was no. No, when you when you have a romance, you kind of have to build it, right? You have I feel to build like Finn the... and Ray are like right, right. They've they've seen the build something up, and then I feel like they just threw all that away by right. putting Rose in, right? And then at the end, when Ray feel like meets Poe, they have like this look that they yeah. share, and I'm like, no, yeah, don't put them together, right. like right. That didn't that didn't seem like it. Feel like they just kind of threw everything out the window, and then decided, oh, Poe should be with Ray because. He's the alpha, and, and she's the and alpha. They didn't, they didn't build enough chemistry on either end. I think, you know, as you said, unless Ray after and... they look at each other, they do a three-minute musical number, <laughs> then I'll be totally on That's board. True. I'm That's like, true. yeah, they're supposed to be together That's from the true. very beginning. It was all supposed to be about <laughs> Poe and, and Ray. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of like, uh, nah. I really think that Finn and Ray would be good together. Rose, I don't know. I thought Rose was uh, so when her sister dies yeah. uh, at the beginning. Um, Alicia and I both thought that we didn't know that that was her sister. When it shows the pendant, we thought that was like her lesbian lover. Oh, really? Yeah, we were like, oh, she lost her girlfriend, like her little lesbian lover. And then uh, come to find out it's her sister. But um, yeah, I, I didn't feel like that that Finn and, and Rose relationship was earned or that it was, you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens in in the last one. And that's going to be You know it. what I what I what I really did like is that oh, at I, the end Oh, go ahead. At the end you see um I think it's Finn grabs something out of the out of the out of the some drawer in the Millennium Falcon. Did you notice that? And when he I don't know what he grabs. I think he grabs a blanket or something to go Yeah, he grabs Rose, a blanket, puts it on Rose. Right? And then you see the actual books. Uh, that were in the tree. I did not see that. Yeah, and so what what happens? It's funny because now it makes Yoda look like a total. You know, he he was trolling Luke all along. Like he basically said, "Let me burn it down because the books are not in there," and he tells Luke like, "Hey, Ray has everything that she needs. Uh, don't even worry about it." And it, it it's just so how did how did the books get from the tree into the? Oh, ship? so when she left, she took them. Ah, and so I didn't see that at all. The books. Yeah, so it, she opens and all those books, those Jedi oh. texts are there. And so it, it just, to me, I, I actually like that part because it just makes Yoda look like the, you know. Yeah, he is. He's the ultimate yeah. troll. They should call him Trollda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that, um, that I did want to say is, what do you think Leia's role is going to be in the third one? I mean, they didn't have any, like, yeah. finality in this one which you think they would have had to do to explain why she's not in the last one yeah so the 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 last episode right the episode nine has been rewritten because this uh, that episode was supposedly she was the center attention uh or it was going to be the center of attention of um, episode nine yes oh, okay and so now they're gonna have they basically have to rewrite or they've already rewritten from what i've heard they've they've already presented to disney so this was supposed to be luke's like Luke's episode right. and Leia was supposed to be right. the yeah. So now it's going to be a little different. I don't know if they're gonna you know in the crawl they're gonna say that she was 
I don't know, murdered or she died, you know, fighting or whatnot. And then they'll start with her funeral or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that'll go off, you know, she'll, she'll, she died a hero. Um, but I, I know they're not going to CGI obviously. And they're not going to recast. That's good because even though they did that with, um, was it Mofat? Was that his name is? Uh, the general Tarkin. Was it? Yeah. Tarkin. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah. Mofat. Um, yeah. General Tarkin. I, it was great. Yeah. But I still knew that yeah. it wasn't him. And because I knew that, like I couldn't. And they also did it with Leia at, at the end. Right? Yeah. And they did it with Superman's mustache. <laughs> and I noticed the whole time I'm looking at his upper lip, like yep. this, this company produced like spent millions yep. on this effect. And it's just, they should have just left him with the suit with the mustache. Like I, I grew a mustache while I was dead. Like uh, spoilers for Justice League if you haven't seen it. Superman comes back, but I don't know. I, I and I feel like that's why it's such a problem with the prequels because when something is a practical effect and it's a person in a costume, right. you can still believe that that's what that creature looks like. Right. But when it's computer animated, like you know, that's that's CG. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not what it is. So I'm glad that they're not. And I d- it just feels kind of wrong to me, like with uh, with her being dead, like just CGing her yeah. in the movie. This, well, they they work. already cleared that they weren't going to do that. They, they, well, that's good. They, they they weren't even going to recast, so they went back to the drawing board. They've they've written you know changed you know a couple things. And J.J. Uh, Abrams actually I heard this week you know presented it to Disney and Disney approved it, and they're going to start filming in July. So next year we've got the solo movie coming out. Solo movie coming out in May. In that May. soon? Yeah. They don't even have any like. So, so yeah, so they finished trailers or anything, right? Well, I don't think they wanted to take out a trailer because it would probably take. They didn't want it to yeah, take over the the, the Last from. Jedi. But we should be getting a trailer. I would, they're saying most likely in in February in the I think the Super Bowl is coming up or something like that, right? Um, where they might uh, be able to. Uh, Are you excited for that one? I am. I, I I honestly am. I, it's funny because they said that you know those dice that that uh, mm-hmm. plays a part in this. Play a like part. Like we in see this. how he gets his dice. Right. Right. I guess those are the dice that help him win the Millennium Falcon from uh, Lando. Right. Carizian. Um So I'm yeah, excited. I, I'm excited for it too. Uh, and then after that, we'll get uh, whatever the we'll get Obi Wan episode. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's coming out before yeah. the. Uh, no. 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 It's gonna be the solo right. movie. Then it's gonna be episode right episode nine nine right and, and then, then it's Kenobi. gonna be Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi yeah they're filming in uh, from right here they're gonna start filming in in um, California I think it's uh, what is that Joshua's tree yeah Joshua Tree's yeah there. that's what they're gonna start. that and then that's it they're they're done no 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 well then we have the the three <laughs> new trilogies that Ryan Johnson you know is so do three. When it's I mean, be... uh, not three new Julia. Three. Well, yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be all the new characters like Poe and Ray. It says and it's gonna. It's gonna completely different. It's gonna be completely different. Really? Yeah. And, okay. You know, uh, Daisy Ridley has already said that she's not coming back. I thought it was funny how, um, uh, because we saw, and and I'm sure other people have seen it on the internet, but because we saw the very first showing, we got like special. Um, we got a little special clip. Not a clip, but like a little featurette that nobody else got to see of um, John Williams conducting the music for oh. the Star Wars movies. 
and they had this announcement where they were saying, "Hey, uh, it was it was the director of um, the Last Jedi saying, I'm a fan. You guys are obviously fans because you bought these tickets. So I want to share something with just you guys. You're the only ones who get to see it." Um, and so we got to see that, and I thought that was kind of cool. But well, the thing that stood out to me was they showed a clip of uh, Mark Hamill talking about George Lucas saying, "Hey, I want you to reprise oh, that's your character." Right. That's, I've seen that. Uh, and he's like, "Okay, like when in like 2012?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Sure, okay, but here we are in 2017, and yeah. you know he's he's doing what he's doing, so." You know, when you talk about this trilogy that's going to happen after this Obi-Wan movie, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so far down the line, but yep. it'll sneak up on you. Yep. I, I hope... I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the new trilogy and see where they take the story. And Do you think we're in danger of having just an oversaturation of Star Wars or it's just it kind of loses its magic at that point? Well, it hasn't yet. So, do you feel like it's getting like... Do you feel like think, anything's been lost or do you feel like it's just strong I, as ever? I think this movie... Is is kind of leaning towards there, but I think if they bring it back, I think they they've seen the you know the outlash. I think a little bit of it, and they're, they're they need to bring it back to where Star Wars, you know, to to make it feel a little bit more Star Wars. Yeah, and I think J.J. Abrams has the right idea. I, I honestly, yeah, I mean, I I love what he did with the Force Awakens. I love what he did with the Star Trek films that I'm yep. not even a huge fan of. Yep. So I have complete trust in in J.J. Abrams. I mean. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll almost all of his films I I love, so I'm excited about it. Well, I think we talked enough about the Last mm-hmm. Jedi. We still have a little bit more of the episode, um. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Anything else you want to say? May the Force be with you. Yeah. May the back. Force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> ask fast, the fast ask. Either way, say it's gonna be a blast. All right, it's that time for the fast ask or ask fast question. This week, it is, what is the funniest way that you've been injured? Since you're the guest, go ahead and, and start with your answer first. Um, so when I was in high school, I used to be in the diving team. And, uh, you know, usually in, in, in like PE, we would go in and practice our dives and there would be a bunch of people that would look at us. Was your pool indoors or outdoors? It was indoors. I okay. Think. Yeah, it was indoors. And so we would uh, we would always, you know going out there and, and you know do our stuff and impress the girls but this one day you know there was this one girl that i really, really liked so i went out there to try to impress her and i like went up there you know went up pretty high did you know a double flip and then didn't open up you know where i needed to and i just smacked that water boom and then at, my nose started to bleed and it oh was just oh my gosh it was the worst experience oh man <laughs> okay I oh, think my, my pride hurt more than, you know. Well, that's what I was just going to say. So <laughs> when I lived in Oklahoma, I had a bit in fourth grade because that was the only year that I was there. They had a public pool, and it was the exact same situation. I went up to the high dive. Now, I had never had any training in hiving. So when you just yeah. said open up right now, I didn't even know about that. Okay. I just thought <laughs> I'll front flip and then I'll land in the water like <laughs> professionals do. So it's a public pool, so it's completely filled. I jump, I do my flip, and belly flop. Oh, I man. mean, I hit that water. I stay on the surface of the water for like two full seconds before I start sinking down. Now, it did hurt, but what hurt the most was hearing everybody under the water go, oh, and I was like, oh, you guys didn't have to do that. Like, yep. 
I could have done just fine without anybody <laughs> noticing what I did. So I get out of the pool and I'm trying to play it off. The entire front of my body is red as a tomato. It's perfect line from where I just face planted right oh, into man. the water. Um, so yeah, I totally feel you on that one. Fortunately, I wasn't trying to impress a girl. I was just trying to, I guess, impress myself, but uh, I failed miserably. Oh, my my injury was pretty serious. Um, after school, we were playing soccer. I always felt I was faster when I was barefoot, um, that I had more control on the ball when I was barefoot. And we were just playing soccer after school, and I ended up kicking the back of someone's heel and oh. broke my big toe. <laughs> And it was, to this day, the most painful oh pain I've ever had. And because I broke that toe, you know, growing up, you just go through those goofy stages with your body's not proportioned right. Yeah. So you, you're yeah. clumsy, you're tripping over things. I would stub that toe. I mean, <laughs> it probably this two years of my life, I probably stubbed that same toe like... 30 or 40 times, no joke, like on the wall, on coffee tables. Um, and I ended up breaking it like two or three oh more my times. Goodness, really? Yeah, dude. It's been broke. Like a, I broke both toes at least twice. One I broke about four or five times because it's just, I mean, if I look at it wrong right now, it'll probably just snap. <laughs> it's so weak now. Does it hurt every time? Does it hurt? Oh, the same? it's so painful, dude. Oh, and you don't realize how much you use your toe yeah. when you're yeah. walking or when you when well, you blink sometimes you use your toe yeah your toes are it's supposedly your and balance they, right? and they can't do anything like uh i was told don't even go to the doctor you're just going to tape it to your other toe like it's not like you can put a toe cast on oh, or anything like that and when it happened it was um right around my birthday and in my in the soccer team that i was on for school like it was a tradition to basically beat the crap out of you on your birthday. Oh, no. They would wait till the coach left the locker room. They would grab you, and then they would just wail on you. And you just had to deal with it. Um, and my toe was broken during that time. And it just so happened that a friend of mine, Brian Campbell, if you're out there listening, his birthday was around mine. And they just felt like they started hitting on me. But then they just felt so bad for me. They just went over to Brian and beat the crap out of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, beam, finally man. something good came from this broken toe. It was purple. It was swollen. I mean, oh it was goodness. it was miserable. But I mean, from time to time, I'll still stub my toe on walls and stuff. I've never gotten used to it. So that was the the silliest or stupidest time we'd both been injured. And that was the long answer to your fast ask or ask fast question. All right, Danny. It's that time. Normally, we have uh, a life hack segment. Um, it's getting late. We talked a lot about Star Wars. I don't have a life hack. Do you have a life hack? <clears throat> life hack? No. All right, so we're just going to skip that segment for this episode. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions past resolutions maybe some for this year um but i think we're gonna also save that too talked about christmas after christmas happened maybe we'll talk about new year's resolutions after new year's happens i know you and your family are going to be here at least another week right so maybe we'll uh we'll have a repeat we'll talk about it next time uh, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up tonight it's getting late but we hope to enjoy the uh episode 
Uh, remember that you can always give your feedback or questions. You could submit your own fast ask or ask fast questions along with a life hack or pretty much anything you want to include into the show by emailing me at mindofmrcrizzle at gmail.com. You can also go to the Facebook group, uh, Chrysalit's Corner, where I post questions there to be used on future episodes. You can interact with other Chrysalit's and... Um, you know, talk about things that we've gone over in the episode. Tell me what you think about Star Wars. Tell me why you hated it. Tell me why you loved it. Uh, tell me what you liked about Jumanji. Whatever it is, go ahead and, and hit us back on that. Don't forget, you can also um, follow Danny or see what he's up to if you go to the codingdojo.com uh, website. Um, you can also go to his photography page, which is truefocusphotography.com. Again, that's True Focus as T-R-U-F-O-C-U-Z as in zebra, photography.com. Check them out there. And uh, is there anything else you want to say? No, man. That was awesome. All right. Thanks for coming on. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.